birthday baby happy mm-hmm. birthday baby a lot of people have told a lot of people have told me this is the best birthday ever i mean i think mine is but maybe second <laughs> what's up everybody you're a very sweet boy that's for my little squeezer thanks for the land stalker oh that was for you i didn't know if uh, you'd get that Oh, right off the, this, the first note, I knew oh. what it was. It, it burned into my head. I played that. Uh... I closed my eyes. I could see that whole opening sequence, shot for shot. <clears throat> it, well, it is your birthday, and um, we kind of have a little tradition of starting off our live shows with some video game playthrough music. And I figured, why not kick it off with Handsome Prom King Squeezer's favorite uh favorite game oh zane in the house put an AEW on standby we're gonna beat AEW in the ratings <laughs> according to jim Cornette, it's a fucking hard fucking bunch of booger nose no talent jerk offs <laughs> uh what's up brian joe e-rock everybody 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 um so how's your birthday been there handsome oh before we get going i have to give you my three He gives me health advice, by the way. <laughs> Beer salute. Well, I have this big bug, and I can get three in <laughs> yeah, you know it... I don't want to, like, one beer looks like, like, backwash in it, so. Yeah, that's true. You know, they make smaller mugs. Well, what's the fun of that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's pouring that beer. He's pouring that beer. So, how was your birthday? Uh, good. What'd you do? It was nice. Uh, got to spend some time with the kiddos. Okay. Did they make you anything? Yeah, some... uh, yeah. I got some little like signage, arts and crafty stuff. It was adorable. Um, and I uh, did a little work stuff outside, and it was hot as hell. Yes, it is. Uh, still, yeah. but we. But it's like what, like we? I got a a week, so I got to get shit done. Yeah. And uh, what else? Um, I had clams. Mrs. Squeezer made me clams because oh, I like my clams. You are your favorite. Oh, Brian had three adult yeah. slushies for tonight's show. Hi now. Ooh. We had in honor of you Outback Steakhouse delivered. Oh. Well, they deliver. They deliver. I don't. I don't think I don't have anyone even close to me to the Outback Steakhouse. do that. We'll deliver you Aussie cheese fries. <laughs> well, so that's you... all you got were Aussie cheese fries. No, I got chicken on the barbie. What I always get. Oh, of course you got chicken. Yeah, she she got a steak though. Enchantress steaked it up. Right. Don't worry. Outback Steakhouse. I'd like the chicken, please. They shouldn't even have put it on the menu. I know. Oh, I love it. Um, and we watched for the first time since we're continuing watching uh, Disney Plus on Wednesday, so it's completely not a waste of money. Uh, 
mm-hmm. we watched for the first time, Coco. A lot of people say it is. What? A waste of money? It's a waste of money. Yeah. Well, I, I believe me, I'm getting it. I guess it depends on who you are. We are more than getting our money's worth of it. Uh, aside from Mandalorian, I watched The Simpsons on mm-hmm. it, but I watched that for free on The Simpsons World before. Now I yeah. watch it what I pay for. But we watched Coco for the first time. How is it? Oh, boy. Make is sure it like, you're not in a dusty room. <laughs> ooh, like up sad? No, not right away. Not right away. But it's it's in my, but more like a steady just. Yeah, it gets you right at the end. It's a steady, mm-hmm. steady flow. And it gets you oh, it fucking it gets you hard at the end. Like Toy Story, like Toy Story 3 gets you or. Um, it's, it's different. It's a family movie. Okay. It's a sweet movie. And I, it's really well animated and well done. I really enjoyed it. It's probably top five Pixar's. Wally's nice. still number one. Yeah, I would. Yeah, Coco might even be top three, Joe. I I don't know why we delayed watching it for what, three years now. It's so it's it's just a it's a delightful movie. I would suggest watching it. It's kid friendly. Squeezer, of course. You could sit down with the missus. Uh, there's, yeah, it's there's no princesses in it, so it's. But it's a little Mexican That's... boy. Playing music. Uh, is it? Uh, is he a princess? <laughs> no. Uh, no. Melissa with the we're, happy we're watching like the the third tiered uh like squeezer Disney happy, what you get a happy birthday messages oh she thanks she, she offered you two beers Ooh, a cheeseburger beers, and cheese. cheeseburger and cheese that that is a hell that's honestly not too far off um oh I did get some cheese for my birthday I didn't get a chance to eat it What'd but it's got? in there uh just my usual little manchego and some like a Vermont sharp cheddar that i enjoy what are you uh have you come to terms yet at what stage of the five stages of grief are you in for that cheese store in nazareth that's shutting down um its name is calandra's have some respect <laughs> and uh, uh we always called it we called it the cheese factory in my family i don't know why they called it the cheese factory because because well, i guess calandra's to is too hard to say yeah. um yeah they added the blue my place at uh, I would get my mozzarella from where I would go and I'd buy two bags of it because I'd eat one on the way home. Um, yeah, just add the blue and I'm like, yep, we're done. What did you use? Did you used to go there before you when I when I had the trailer over at the ballpark and you stank up my fridge? Yeah, I would. I would. Well, no, I would uh, sometimes uh, the place across the river would carry what is it that? sometimes garlic paste. Oh yeah, that that's from the Middle Eastern place. Yeah, it's just oh it, my God. Mm, it's just it's pure garlic, just <laughs> mushed up, and it, it burns. It, it you, you like one little bit. Of, I think you're supposed to thin it out. I don't. Uh, it just uh, it just it, burns. It, it radiates from his skin after he eats it. Oh yeah, you smell it. Just you're, it opens up. You feel cooler. It actually like it's an air conditioner. Like it, it, you feel uh, at least five degrees cooler. It just opens your pores, and you just release garlic. <laughs> it's fantastic. I'm not allowed to have it anymore. <laughs> Squeezer absolutely hates it. Like it's it really is like I don't notice because it's so strong it kills your senses. <laughs> like it's basically like eating a jar of horseradish. Oh but, god. Um, which is also delicious. Um but you what? don't notice it because it actually you can't smell anything either after having it. So you don't really don't waste your time eating or drinking anything along with it because it just 
overpowers it all, and you don't even smell yourself. What is that? Which is also pleasant. Armenian string cheese you'd buy? Meshaleli or whatever? Yeah, I think that's, I forgot how to pronounce That's all, it's, oh God, it's so salty. Oh, it's so salty. It's like, it's it's like if you took, I don't know, how do you, how do you make salt in the cheese? You know those salt crystals that you used to make in school? Yeah. Like, put salt in the string and put it in the water, whatever it is. Yeah, it's like it's basically candy, you're just eating those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So they want to know, Joe wants to know your top three cheeses, and then your and Brian wants to know your least favorite cheese. Um, I like a fresh handmade mozzarella. Uh, I enjoy a manchego, and Cooper Sharp. Cooper Sharp, my favorite, <clears throat> least favorite. Go. Uh, least fa- I mean, I've had a lot that I'm like, I do not like that. But my least favorite out of all, like, the big popular ones that you would just go and see and everyone's like, oh, I got Brie. Brie. Yeah, I was going to say Brie. Brie sucks. Yeah, Brie does. I don't like it. It's not my thing. I don't like it either. Baked Brie. Oh, my mic fell. I don't know how bad that was like that. Yeah, yeah sorry. I, I, there's plenty of people like, oh, my God, you can't. It's just not my thing. It's too. I don't like I don't like any of the creamy, dippy cheeses, really. Like, I like a harder cheese and mozzarella. But if. Um, yeah, if, if I'm a dipping in my cheese, it's going to be a, an orange cheese product I get out of a yes. machine in the movie theater. Yeah, either either like a queso, uh, a nacho <laughs> cheese, or something that comes with a red stick to paste onto my crackers. They don't come with the red stick anymore. Fuck. <laughs> they took the red stick out of it. What the? F- then what's the point? Uh, they were great little swords. Yeah, I know. They're, they're, they're like... Spare two by fours for my Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah, they were, they were right up there with uh, like when they switched from the round to the just the when they changed the pizza saver from the round disc to just like the three little yeah. legs. That just uh, that was so disappointing. Now, granted, I was probably like in my twenties and it didn't really matter to me by then. But for for children that grow up and don't have little tables for their figures, mm-hmm. it's sad. <sighs> Cheese does hold up. Cheese, cheese holds up very well. Wow. It depends. Um, some cheeses hold up, and they're they're designed to um, hold up or not hold up, however you look at it. And then there's those cheeses like that substance and that uh, pack of craft crackers uh, that you have that doesn't hold up. Right. No, it turns brown. No. Sludge. Yeah. Fucking Todd doesn't. Like- Squeezer was like, those things last forever. You get me one, I'll eat it. I Googled. I'm like, I don't think you want to hold that promise. <laughs> it was black. Black. It was. As black as your uh, soul. Thank you. <laughs> um, so uh, what else is going on? Ooh, Jesus. It sticks. Um, no, that's about it. Uh. Trying to think. We uh, last weekend we went to see uh, Wonder Woman and Iron Man, the original Iron Man. That was the mm-hmm. double feature at the theater. So uh, we have a pretty good run now. We went. I had Ghostbusters, Deadpool, and then Black Panther, Empire Strikes Back, and then Wonder Woman and um, uh, Iron Man. And then this week it's two movies I never even heard of. So good job, Shankweilers. What's that? Uh, it's one's called the Rental. Well, let me tell you what 
it's really look. They can't all be home runs. Yeah, but they were like on such a good, and they were selling. It was there was they've been selling out with these old movies. So they're selling out. Maybe with, they need time to cut the grass. They like, they don't want anyone to show up so they can get some shit done around the place. Yeah, possibly. Uh, the rental, which is uh, Dave Franco, uh, who's funny in the last season of uh, Scrubs, his uh, it's a horror thriller. Uh, and then some movie called The Big Ugly, which I never. I heard, heard of it. They're what both. What's like, happening to my mic? I don't know. They're both like direct to video movies or something. I don't know. But uh, Becky. Well, everything's direct to video now. Yeah, right. Becky's. Uh, maybe Todd is lactose intolerant. Uh, Becky's is showing. Um, Uh, what do you fuck it? Sorry if it's making noise. My mic keeps falling down. I'm trying to fix it. The show on Karate Kid and oh, oh Parm Senate. He's he's gotta find his picture. I can just look up the website. Becky's drive-in. So we have two drive-ins. Um, we have friends actually. Uh, Enchantress's friends from Los Angeles are probably coming to town, and um. In, on Labor Day, because uh, the, the they're Mahonan, you know, the Mahonan Valley driveway. The drive-in. I mean, Mahone, Mahone, they have a drive-in there. Mahoning, yeah, Mahone, where is Mahoning Valley? I, I know there's a racetrack. It's in Lehighton. Yeah. So the Mahoning Valley drive-in events, current events. They're having. Uh, we may be getting. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Camp, Camp Blood, six three nights of terror. Ooh, that doesn't sound. Let's see. We might be getting what? You're, a, you're a scaredy pants. What? Be like, ah, you kind of like scary movies. Yeah, I do like scary movies. I just don't want to sit all night watching bad ones. Uh, the final chapter, Friday Thirteenth. I like that one, eighty four. Mm-hmm. Um, the burning. I never heard of it. Death Valley. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, and then night two. That's night one on Friday, September fourth. Night two is Sleepaway Camp. I don't know it. The Fun House. I don't know, but it was directed by Tobe Hooper. And Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven, The New Blood. Ah, that's a good one. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and then night three is Pieces. I don't know that one. The Prowler. I don't know that one. And Massacre at Central High. Don't know that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, we might be getting uh, Bill and Ted face to music sooner and later. Yeah, I saw that. Which kind of sucks. I would have liked to have seen it in theaters. Yeah. But... Well, it's one of those movies I think we kind of need now. It'll be fun. It's the movie we need. Oh, and I want I want to give a big thanks to uh, Wade for uh, I got my. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Cord. He was asking me. I wasn't sure. I was like, he's only in Tuesdays yeah. and Thursdays, so. Yeah. So I, I I got in there. I messaged him and uh, <laughs> thank you. They're awesome. And I told him 
if I were to one day write a blog or make video content, video content, this would have been it. Hmm. It won't be. It won't be. But it would have been. It would. It could have. Yeah, it's gonna. They're gonna be uh, front and center in the studio that I'm going to put together for myself. That will never be used. Oh, okay. So this weekend at Becky's, since they have two screens, it's the Karate Kid and Talladega Nights is one one double feature. <clears throat> the second one is Twister and Gremlins. Ooh. Yeah. Are we talking baseball? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We start possibly working, possibly Friday, maybe Saturday, maybe Sunday. We don't know. Yeah, I saw Dave Franco's playing Vanilla Ice. He's tapped to play Vanilla Ice in the Vanilla Ice biopic squeezer. Um, I don't know. There's a, I guess at uh, midnight tonight, remind me, squeeze when it gets close to midnight. I don't know when the, the, those Ninja Turtle figures go up for sale on Target.com, but they're supposed to go up for sale on um, at the 23rd, and at midnight it's 23rd. I gotta get them. The coming out of our shells. Neck at ah yes. Neca. So that's what something I need. Set an alarm. I gotta find out. Because then we can have, go back to our get our music queued up for buying stuff on the rad years. Buying stuff. <laughs> I've done that before, right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure I've sang it. Buying stuff on the rad years. Event calendar. I need to find a better. Putting stuff on calendars. The rad years. Setting alarms to buy junk you don't need. Um. Anyway. Well, I wouldn't put it that way. It's not junk. You definitely don't need it. Um. <laughs> Or you do, because you just have to, you know, fill that hole in your soul. So it is necessary. Mm. And you can almost argue it's a tax write-off. Mm. And, and if they question it, it's like, you bought toys, sir, and you wrote this off. It's like, but yes, I'm a professional man-child, you see. It's a business expense. Ah, uh, sure is. Where do you I mean, actually, all you have to do is talk about them on the show, and uh, it's legit. Yeah, I don't know if that's how that works, but, you know. Hey, I've been writing off tools for years because I used it once for something you had me build. You can't do that anymore, though. They changed tax. No, rate. not anymore. Well, now I don't have to. I got out just in time. God, you got out when the get was good. I really want these figures, but I don't really pay attention. I just get so excited when I see they're coming out, and I don't pay attention to the minute details. I saw on sale, Target, July 23rd. Nothing else on how to get <laughs> them or what to do with them. Anybody know? We're doing a live show. Damn it, people. You got to do something for me. Uh, hold on. NECA... Uh, Comic Con at home releases. There's like a lot of Comic Con at home releases, but they're doing them on different stores because you're not going to Comic Con. So you have to pre order them and then you got to beat the trolls and the robots. 
Ah, here it All is. Right, did you get the Mr. T? Oh, I got that already. I got that on the show, I think. I don't remember that. Oh, shit. It's $124. Oh, shit. It's $149. <laughs> it's in store, it's $124.99. But if you buy it on Target Online, it's $149.99. But you get an ex- accessory pack. Uh, which one is this? This is the the turtles uh, uh, modeled after the creepy uniforms they wore for their coming out of their shell store. Yeah, but okay, it's the whole it's okay. Yeah, and the the box looks like the VHS tape of the coming out of your shell store. Mm-hmm. Bundled with accessory pack at Target.com. It says released July twenty third. Who would have thought that even five years ago that was something that would ever be produced? <laughs> uh, but I don't know why the the what the rights thing is with it, because they're calling the the ticket that the the turtle toys the musical musical mutagen tour, but that's not what it was called. It was called the coming out of our shells tour. But they look just like it, and every everything looks exactly the same. They just changed the name. Hmm. things are so friggin cool i don't know let's let's get to midnight together and figure it out all right yeah yeah we're gonna i'm gonna walk in this is gonna be sitting on your desk i know it oh yeah it's going to be a, a, a showpiece a centerpiece i'll <sighs> build you a little stage and light it you're a sweet boy you got it uh so we're still in July, which means we're still in nineties. Uh, um, I am. I am digging the road case box. Yeah, you see that, and then the yeah. VHS slipcase. That's sexy. You think Mrs. Cruiser lets you spend one hundred and fifty dollars? No. It's my birthday. What if I told her it's actual? Like I just show her the case. I'm like, it's a piece of equipment, honey. <laughs> Is there a difference? No, no, still. Okay. Not Just getting checking. it. Not getting it. Um, all right, so let's... Uh, no more gilding the lily, uh, as they say. Shall we get into the meat of the show, the July that is 90s month? We'll get into talking about um, 90s movies, which is the topic of tonight's show. Ready, Squeeze? Oh, yeah. I'm ready. All right, uh, Who? I think... I go first, right, this time? You go first. I went first last week. Yeah, I go first. So here is my first weird 90s movie. One of my patients was killed last night. The more innocent she seems... I don't really know you. You have all the power. The more suspicious he becomes... You're trying to see me as a case instead of as a female. The more passion they share... He risks. I'm not who you think I am. Bruce Willis. No! Color of Night. Rated R. Starts Friday, August 19th at a theater near you. Now, I've talked about this movie before. It came out in 1994. And it might be Squeezer, the first <laughs> erotic thriller I've seen. Ooh. So this was released in August of 94. And I don't know if it went by they went like straight to uh pay-per-view like uh, two months later because it, it flopped and it, it, it was 
Here's the best part. This erotic thriller mm-hmm. was released by Disney. <laughs> really? Hollywood Pictures, yes. Directed by uh, Richard Rush. Uh, this was, um, he was a stuntman, and um, I think he's only known for The Color of Night. Uh, starring Bruce Willis and Jane March. Uh, it also has Ruben Blades, Leslie Ann Warren, Brad Dorf, Lance Henriksen, Kevin J. O'Connor, and Scott Bakula. It's got the backs. Um, it's okay. It's only one of two well-known works by Rush. Oh, he directed the stunt man. Oh, God. That Peter O'Toole movie. Uh, so it flopped and... It, it came out so like an early early that year ninety four. Let me do the math. So I graduated in two thousand. Squeezer. Mm-hmm. I was in twelfth grade. Eleventh grade was ninety nine. Tenth mm-hmm. was ninety eight. Ninth was ninety seven. Uh, eighth was ninety six. Seventh. I love how we do math. Seventh was ninety. So it's probably seventh grade. <laughs> but why? Oh, yeah. When I finished seventh grade, it was 95. But when I started, it was 94. <laughs> that's how I, that's how I saw it. Because I remember I, my, some of my buddies were staying over. And when we would, they would stay over at my house, we'd just ride our bikes. My buddy who would like pretend to smoke cigarettes but not inhale would convince like, meth heads at the Texaco to buy him cigarettes at like two in the morning. We'd like buy hot pockets in gas stations and nuke them at like three in the morning and just ride bikes in the, in the fog. <clears throat> like yeah. this, the September fall fog. It was fun. But I remember we were, we were the night lingered, the fog lingered in the air, like the smell of polo sport squeezer that night. Uh, <laughs> adult sleeping bags are out that were like, Blue, like navy blue and olive green and didn't have images of Hulk Hogan or Transformers on them. <laughs> and um, we were of age in seventh grade. We were noticing the women, uh, the girls who would become women soon uh, in class more and going to football games. And instead of wanting to be away from them, we'd be near them, but only incessantly pick on them so that they love us. <laughs> You know, the, the drill? Yeah. That I, night. I, I, I mean, no, but yeah. <clears throat> that weekend was a particularly fun weekend. It was it was after school started. It was a weekend, but it was it was on the way to Halloween. So the night felt more thrilling, if you will, Squeezer. Hmm. There was a chill to the wind. Uh, well, not oh, a chill to the wind, chill to wind, but a nip in the air. If you follow, catch my drift. Uh, so that night we went. and Oh, gotcha. I was just quoting Scarlet Begonias. Oh. So, a nip. But yeah, nip is... <laughs> there was an unintended pun there. <laughs> gotcha. We're going to see a lot of nips in this movie. And a little bit of ding-dong. <laughs> Bruce Willis. Is it, a, is it a stunt ding-dong or the real no. ding-dong? Bruce Willis had no problem showing his fucking schwats. He almost oh, good for him. He almost hung dong in Pulp Fiction if you watch it closely. That's true. <clears throat> he was proud of that lap hog. And he would show it off any chance he got. So we came back, and I've told you before there was there used to be two uh, pay-per-view channels, one that would air a different movie every like three hours, two three hours, and one that would air 
the same movie over and over and over and over. And um, that night we got back, and I don't know what was on the first channel, but this erotic thriller, Color of Night. And my one friend, uh, Will, who was uh, <clears throat> older than he, he would act older than he was. He was he knew everything. He knew, uh, you know, uh, from I guess from reading too many of his dad's Playboy magazines. Okay, that kind of knowledge. Right. He just knew. Okay. And he knew this movie was an erotic thriller. He knew things about, you know, he always knew stuff. Um, he was a buddy who would sit up with me till like six in the morning, waiting for one picture on Playboy.com to download. Gotcha. So he, he <clears throat> rather than Jeffrey, he's the one that gave you the birds and the bees speech. <laughs> yes. He, Jeffrey still doesn't give me the birds and the bees. <laughs> All right. Uh, bird, the. Uh, 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 bees, uh, uh, condoms come in packs of. Can you just out of nowhere tomorrow just we'll find him and ask him where babies hey, come Dad, from? Hey, Dad, where do babies come from? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, right, right in your flies down. Oh, uh, no, don't get his hopes up. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so, um, Anyway, uh, we were we were watching this erotic thriller, Color of Night, and my God, Squeezer, is this thing not only erotic, and what Maxim Magazine singled out as the best sex scene in film history uh, between Bruce Willis and Jane March, but I'm pretty sure they're actually even better than that flopping around the pool in Showgirls. Oh, um, there's there's a pool sex scene in this. Yes. Oh. This Squeezer, this has more sex mm -hmm. than Showgirls. This should have been rated. Uh, the movie was got off. I'm just joking. It's should, should have been rated X. This movie. So why wasn't it? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if they just didn't. I mean, he hangs dong in it. You see hmm. his. You see his schwanz in the pool. So um, I'm not googling this. <clears throat> um, Bruce Willis's buddy dies. Bruce Willis can't see. Uh, uh, colors it's a psychosomatic color blindness <clears throat> he travels to los angeles to stay with a friend and he, he invites him to sit in a group oh he, he gets involved with this group therapy session of this is one buddy who gets killed and he starts living at this guy's house and um i guess having sex with this guy's ex <laughs> who also dresses up poorly as a boy and is in the, the meet the the group um, there's a temperamental OCD sufferer, Clark, Sandra, a nymphomaniac and kleptomaniac, Buck, a suicidal ex-cop, Casey, who paints sadomasochistic images, and Richie, a 16-year-old social anxiety and history of drug use, but is really Rose, not really Richie. Ooh, ooh, when they made this, they, they thought it was going to be some, like, real deep artsy thing, right? That everyone's going to, oh, this movie speaks to me. It's got all these people with issues, with man. Lots of gratuitous sex scenes. Oh, okay. That works, too. Uh, gr gratuitous penetration, the way um, only uh, Dennis uh, would have wanted it to be. Dennis Reynolds. Uh, you know, when he wrote his movie, he just wanted gratuitous yes. penetration. Um, so there was there actually Dale is this uh, deranged brother who makes Rose dress up like uh, Richie because they actually had a brother named Richie who was molested 
by his child psychiatrist along with Dale. Uh, but Richie committed suicide, and Dale abused Rose into pretending she's her brother. And then Rose began to reemerge under therapy, and under another person personality named Bonnie, started relationships with the other patients. And Dale proceeded to kill them after fearing they would soon link Rose to Richie. Bill confronts them and is overpowered by mm. Dale. Bill is 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 Bruce Willis, and who is about to kill him with a nail gun, but is instead killed by Rose. Deeply traumatized, she then tries to commit suicide, but Bill stops her, bookending, bookending the story with two suicide attempts. One at the beginning, resulting in Bill's loss of color vision, and then at the end... Spoilers! He, he thwarts the suicide and regains his color vision. I was going to watch this for the story. <laughs> Nobody watches movie for the stories. I had to take a lots of long trips to the bathroom that night. <laughs> I don't know. There seems to be a lot of bots on. Uh, I'm looking in, on Amazon, and it's getting five stars across the board. We ran out of hand soap that night. It was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Willis might have lost his color vision, but because of stories my grandma told me, I lost my vision that night. Ah, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, gross. Yes, but uh, yeah. So that's color of night. All right, moving on. Squeeze those first pick. Where can I where, where can I watch this thing? I can I can, I'm not paying for it anywhere. Sorry. It probably um, streams free, free on on Rush's Facebook page. <laughs> I do read the articles. <laughs> there is I, I know wait there on Amazon there is a color of night director's cut. Exclusive directors cut names. Demon DVD. Uh, it's one of those like bullshit things because it says it's a paperback. That's weird. Is there a book version of? All right, moving on. Nah, all right, moving on. Squeezer, here is your first pick. Brace yourself for the action movie that's nothing less than brilliant. The professional is an absolute knockout. Explosive and thrilling. I'm dying to need him. A riveting, nail-biting film. It makes speed look like a slow ride to grandma's house. From internationally acclaimed action director, Luc Besson. The professional at theaters Friday. We go from gratuitous sex scenes to child molesting. Yeah, well, no... No, she, he purposely played the character kind of slow and innocent, if you will, because he was so, didn't want to make it look like he was a creep. Yeah, but he, he went out of the way. He, in doing that, he made himself look creepier. Well, I mean, it didn't help that the guy that directing it based it off his own personal story and you know, relationships. So, um, yes, this is Natalie Portman's first film. Um, Phil Adam. Uh she was eleven. Uh and I mean this is a pretty intense role uh to get right off the bat. Uh I mean and her work I mean, this is great. And then the next I mean fucking uh what the hell is that? Uh Clone Wars or Attack of the Clones or uh Phantom yeah. Menace. Well no, she was great in Phantom Menace. And oh, there's her the next other one. Stinker. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, um, Attack of the Clones, I think. Yeah, Attack of the Clones. Thank you. Uh, it. Yeah. So, like, and her parents were worried because what's that? They are. You know, she what? was born exactly what? one month and one year before me. Wow! Look at that. Happy birthday to her, belated to her. June 9th, nineteen eighty-one. Yeah, you and just you, and Natalie Portman, and me and Todd. Um, <laughs> I was just saying that because I quick looked up her IMDb credits oh, nice. and it has her birthday. So. Yeah, so like, her parents had a lot of demands in it too, especially with like the smoking because they didn't want her like actually taking drags. They didn't want her like basically walking around with a cigarette the whole time, and they wanted her to quit. So that in like in the movie, so it actually worked out. I I, I think like you know, the little quitting smoking thing added a little bit of detail. She was great in it. The plant was great in it. Um, uh, Jerry Reno is great in it. Gary Oldman is probably my favorite role he ever has ever. He's awesome. And he's so fucking creepy and evil and awful. Um, for a guy that played a swath of shitballs, this is his biggest shitbally character, I think, out of anything he's ever done. Hmm. He's so great in it. And that, that, that Big, bigger bring than, me everyone. Bigger than that? Commissioner Gordon in uh, Dark Knight Rises. He's just doing his job. He's trying to. His bring me everyone line. Everyone. Oh, it's fucking great. And when he, uh, that's, that's great. But him popping the pills and, and also the way they shoot it is so good. Like he's just, it's, he's so over the top, but that it kind of almost is like, that's that guy. And then when they go through and, like, he's just wiping out that family in the beginning in the apartment, like, you could see, like, he's taking pleasure in it. Like, he's very Joker-esque, almost, Uh, like, with the shotgun, like, having a good time doing it in the process. Um, And, yeah, this movie is – it really is, like, it's really good action. Like, it's not, like – some movies I might have on later down my list where it's just gratuitous violence for the sake of gratuitous violence. This is gratuitous violence to tell a story. And I mean, it's, I think it's a body counts like in the upper thirties, maybe 40. So it's more than the first diehard, but less than every other diehard. Um, and some of them are brutal. Most of them are all, I, I, I'll, I'm going to stop you right there. I don't think that mm-hmm. many people die in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, hang on. Let me. Well, they blow up a subway. Yeah, but. You don't see bodies. Yeah, there's really no body count. Uh, They take out some cops. Just a uh, few. Not many. It's really not a lot of body count. We don't know how many. I'll go through and watch. Maybe not. I mean, he kills a lot of bad guys. Mm. There's a but car chase scene. I don't know if there's. A then z- they're on the boat. He cut that guy in half with a cable. That's true. He did do that. I'll go back and rethink. I, I, all right. So three might not have many as two, mm-hmm. and then after four, then it just started getting fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still, it's not to... up to Rambo scale. 
I was going to do, speaking of, what's his name? Jean Reno? Mm-hmm. Jean Reno? I already say it. I was going to talk. Uh, I, I say it wrong every time, so. It's, it, I think it's Jean, Jean, Jean Reno, Jean Reno. Jean Reno. I was going to. I saw a body count. I saw a body count at Croc Rock. Oh. It was awesome. I was going to do uh, Mission Impossible because we both love that movie, and I just recently rewatched mm-hmm. it, and I realized how great it is. But I'm like, we've talked about even though we talked about all of these so much. Yeah. But I do love. Um, he's really good, and uh, he's in not many uh, American movies, right? Uh yeah, no. Like it's like it's in Godzilla. Yeah. And Ronan. That up. Ronan. Oh, I loved Ronan. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he's really good in but uh, yeah. Mission Impossible. That movie's great. But this was basically like, not, not I want to say a gift to him, like he didn't deserve it, but this is basically a sequel or a spinoff to La Femme and Nikita. So when Luc Besson did La Femme and Nikita and uh, the cleaner in that is kind of does his thing the character was so awesome he like wanted to dive more into that and he created leon and uh made it basically his own movie and when he presented the script to uh uh reno he he was like blown away like he was so excited it was because he was ready the the only uh thing i know about la femme nikita is that the series came on after monday night raw on usa the movie I know, but there was a series. That I realized <laughs> I it was basically. Did Luke Besson have anything to do with the series? I don't know if he had anything to do with the actual series. Maybe as an executive producer. I mean, it's no. Uh, it's no. Um, oh, he did have a lot to do with the series. Uh, oh, yeah? It's no Fifth okay. Element. Fifth Element is Luke Besson's. This the series started. High watermark. God, it feels like it was so much earlier. When did it run? 97 to 2001. Um, really? Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was earlier, too. Um, and someone was asking about they should do a sequel with Portman already. The problem was, so th- he had a script written for Matilda that was supposed to be a follow-up where now she is the assassin because she's trained in the process. The problem was he got into a fight and there was conflict between him and his partners and the production company and the rights to the film and like the, the basically the franchise and the characters. And so that got put on the back burner and he couldn't produce it. And he ended up using that script then for, um, Lucy. Uh, no, not Lucy. Uh, the, from Star Trek, I want to say. Jerry Ryan? No, let me think here. Let me look here. Alias? Uh, Luke no, no, it starts with a... Hang on, let Taken? me look up his filmography here. Scrolling with the rad years. There was another Nikita show. How many fucking Nikita shows were there? Anna? Taken. No, The I'll Transporter. Three days to I'll kill. I'll find it. He had a Nikita series in 2011 to 2013. Uh, Colombiana. Oh. With uh, Zoe Saldana. 
So basically, so the script that was supposed to be for the sequel uh, for Matilda with Natalie Portman actually became Columbiana with Zoe Saldana. So if you want to see it, the sequel to Professional, go see this. It's basically the exact same thing. It's a girl whose family was killed by drug dealers and she goes and hunts them down and kills them. Uh, and then she becomes Gamora. Yes. I like. And then dies. Looking at Zoe Saldana's uh, IMDb page, it says um, Avatar 2, Avatar 3, Avatar 4, and Avatar 5, all with filming behind <laughs> it. <laughs> They're filming all those movies at once. That was a gamble, huh? Yeah, right. She was I mean, a, it shouldn't have been. She was a good I mean, it, Uhura. Yeah. Um, it, it should have been uh, the, the, the smart move when you look at something like a cost like that. Yeah, no one knew that all this shit was going to go down. Well, if they filmed it already, they could just fucking CG the rest of it from home, I guess. I, I mean, don't they, know if they use CG in those movies, though. They don't need Most of it's about <laughs> practical effects. They don't even need them to interact with each other. They could all basically film this from home. <laughs> just have James Cameron set up a laptop on Zoom and, and set up a fucking giant green stage for everybody and have them with one of those polka dot outfits on and get on and do their whole performance. Jimmy could act them through it. Then he could blend them all together. Can't be any worse than that first Avatar, which I enjoyed for what it was. Right? Who's with no. me? Right? Right. We like Avatar. Damn. Yeah, it's fun. <clears throat> I just turned 38. Man, I graduated in 2000. I, as you could tell from my math I did earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't have that fancy, uh, what do they call that now? Common Core shit. Mm-mm. Okay, so uh, that's Squeezer's second pick. Um, first. I'm Squeezer's first pick. Here is my second pick. Social life. Rated PG 13. Ah, clueless. Sorry. And then my mic potted up. <laughs> the best adaptation of uh, a Jane Austen book ever. Um, so I have a lot of, there's, you know, much news I was able to pull up from clueless because it's, it's, we're in the midst of, of its 25th anniversary, July 19th, 1995, it came out. God, is it really that old? Yes. So we just celebrated 25 years of Clueless. Who was not obsessed with this movie? I don't know. You might not have been, Squeezer. I wasn't at first. I came to love it later. I was at first. Because my sister loved it. 
And just because she liked it, I didn't want to. See, my sister didn't. Our sisters are the same age. My sister really didn't get into it. I, hmm. I, I hated Paul Rudd in this movie, and I wound up loving Paul Rudd. Could that, can you believe that? I, I, can I believe you love Paul Rudd? No, I love Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is the fucking most charming, wonderful actor of our generation. But it's just I like, know he's your one. Like <laughs> if you know we my hall pass. If we and I are to do our thing, you're, yeah. Um. So you know, it's I. I say the same things with like Leo DiCaprio. Like back in the '90s when he did all those chick flicks, I hated him. I'm like, oh Leo. Oh DiCaprio. yeah. Oh yeah. That that's like the but prime example there. Now, now it's like he's emerged. I want to see everything. Yeah. Oh, Leo's in it, and I get I like get the vapors before Enchantress does. <laughs> he's a fucking fantastic actor. Same with Paul Rudd, and Paul Rudd's just so charming and funny. And I don't think I I was like put on to Paul Rudd's charms till he was finally given a decent comedy. Even though it was kind of a shit movie, it was still funny. His role in Anchorman, I think, allowed him to really shine. And then Forty Year Old Virgin. And then he just went off running, like from there. Mm-hmm. He was, it was like all the Judd Apatow movies. He was just in and hysterical, and charming and funny. And I love you, man. Uh, but then he played this weird guy who winds up dating his stepsister and reading Frederick Nietzsche books and then Clueless with that douchey goatee. Uh, but he's still I, like, yeah, I watch it now. I'm like, he's still charming. But Amy Heckerling. Um, couldn't get this movie made at all. Uh, nobody wanted to make a movie with a uh, female lead in Hollywood, especially like they wanted to make it a period piece. And I think someone actually did make Emma uh, the period piece, but um, she had this this clueless script. And uh, of course, Donald Faison of Scrubs, like Doctor's Real Friends, um, played Murray Dion's boyfriend. But you know, Dave Chappelle was actually almost supposed to play Murray really uh Amy Heckerling says uh he had inherent charm saying quote I met people who were out there at the time and I had talked to Mel Brooks who had just done Men in Tights and there was a guy in there I thought was amazing Dave Chappelle and Mel couldn't be more effusive and and saying he's going to be so big he's amazing I met Dave at a restaurant and he blew me away but I was looking for someone who was a totally naive puppy. And Dave Chappelle was such, such a mensch, not to say he isn't a wonderful actor. So Dave Chappelle could have been Murray. But, I mean, Donald Faison's amazing. He's so funny in it. Um, and he's... Uh, she went to say, when I met Donald Faison, he was a whippet, just had a wonderful, energetic, inner, innocent, fun spirit. But then when he attached to read these uh, long speeches that showed extensive vocabulary, and he was actually really smart too, but that wasn't a side he was pushing. I felt like he was Murray. Uh, oh, so, I- hey, uh, sorry to interrupt, but in 95, you got Clueless. Yes. The next year, 96, you got Emma starring Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. Yes, I knew they made the yeah. period picture. And then apparently the British have made a movie just this year and have done like a dozen TV adaptations of it as well because um, they're yeah. British. So uh, let's see what else I read. Uh, I read so much shit that I have it all here um, in my – okay, that story doesn't give a sh- – you know, no one gives a shit about. Um, I say 
<laughs> Clueless is a great teen movie. It's also a satire about well, white and wealthy. That's a vulture story. You can look up that. I, it was a good read, but it kind of was like, yeah, they make fun of white people and wealthy people, but that's easy. It was like the Beverly Hills stereotype. So then yeah. I found this article that just came out about some things we didn't know about Clueless. And it says the screenplay initially faced feedback, faced pushback for having a female lead. Um, uh, in Heckerling's utopian Beverly Hills, there was no racism. It was my desire to create an alternate universe where there's no racism. Everybody's having fun. Everybody has money to buy things. When somebody comes in from the outside, they take her under their wing and dress her up. This isn't the real world, obviously. The high school shot in Ulysses S. Grant High School had just a few week had a shooting just a few weeks beforehand. Jesus. Um, this the, all the slang from the screenplay came from a wide range of sources. There was a professor at UCLA who would get together linguistic students and compile us to slang. That's what that's where Shiza Monet came from. There's and it was an ethnic slang, rap music slang. I put in some Yiddish words. When Dion is happy, the boys were responding to Thai. She says she's cavelling for Christian, played by Justin Walker. There was a resurgence of 1950s rack pack stuff. Obviously, swingers came out around this time. Clubs with swing dancing, uh, the Zoot Suit Riot shit. Cab Calloway published the Jive Talk dictionary he used. Actress Twink Kaplan, who played Miss Geist. Amy's dialogue should be uh, anthologized. Like when they're talking about virginity and Cher says, you see how picky I am about my shoes and they only go on my feet. Or someone says, hymenly challenged for the virgin. Uh, this... They, they compare uh, Amy to female Woody Allen. Um, when You know when she uh, does her speech and she pronounces Haitians, Hadians? Mm-hmm. In her debate? That wasn't acting. That was Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> um, let's see what else. Uh, I guess that's it. Uh, I love this movie. Uh, hot girls. Uh, yeah, I mean, I on. see a theme in all in your pick so far. Think about the years we're talking here. Mm-hmm. I turned twelve in nineteen ninety four, and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, ninety five I was thirteen, ninety six I was fourteen. You could figure it out. I always was jealous of all the food they ate in this movie. That the big. Uh, bin of cold cuts that Paul Rudd pulls out of the fridge, mm-hmm. and then he—that's sl- that's rich people stuff. Yeah, that's, right there. that's fucking living, baby. He's always making sandwiches. Like, I mean, who doesn't just want to make a sandwich whenever they want? And then, like, the table where they're all like eat, eat, have salads in front of them, but they don't touch them, and they're eating the junk food, like the Apple Newtons, drinking Diet mm-hmm. Coke and eating pretzels instead. But you know, the the salads are there for show. Great shit. Want to meet, uh, make a salad and have a giant bin of cold cuts. I've not plenty of times. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, clueless for me. Great movie, fun movie, awesome nineties movie. Mo- shall we move on, Mister Squeezer, to your second uh-huh. pick? Oh, I forgot you were doing this. this is one of my favorites. From Mike Judge, the creator of Beavis and Butthead. Somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Comes the movie, your boss. Looks like you've been missing a lot of work lately. Well, I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. 
doesn't want you to see. Humans were not meant to sit in little cubicles. That's just a straight shooter with upper management written all over him. It might be more fun to just get fired, and I've always wondered what that would take. Office Space, rated R. On February 19th, Work Sucks, only in theaters. Work Sucks, only in theaters. Oh! You put the, the uh, scene where they demolish yeah, the fax machine in it. Yeah, this might be one of my favorite scenes in all cinema history. I have these and it pop, just feels so good. I have these pop figures. It comes with uh, Michael, Samir, and the fax machine. Mm-hmm. You've seen it. It's on my desk. Um, oh, yeah. No, I love them. In fact, that, uh, that, that PC load letter, what the fuck does that mean line? <laughs> he actually improved that. Yeah. And it's iconic. Um, TPS reports. Yeah. Yeah. Th this movie hits home with so many people and it, it necessarily bombed. Like it just barely made its budget back. Yeah. And then, but like so many movies in the nineties, it, it took on a life of its own on home video. Yeah. And so the way I picked my movies for this was with the exception of one, because I was researching, uh, researching just going down a rabbit hole reading up on hydroelectric dams last night and that led him change a pick but i basically in my mind just pictured that cabinet underneath my giant ass tv on the entertainment center uh that you like open up and then the tapes are like in the back and then on the drawers on the doors and i just kind of pictured the vhs tapes that i had there and office space i was definitely one of them and mike judge hated it the the cover the marketing the one sheet the posters the the that trailer that you heard like he like he the felt movie, like they completely botched it doesn't like, want you to see yeah it's like complete and you wouldn't like what you saw in that trailer it's a, a shadow of what this movie actually is and it's so smart but yet so it and it's also it it's just over the top enough but yet every single part of it's believe it enough, believable enough like it it, it everything it, it he did on this he wanted song, to base in reality damn it feels good to be a gangster better than anyone else has oh yeah and the scene where michael bolton's listening to like hardcore oh, rap the, i think snoop Dogg the opening is, scene yeah and and like uh uh, uh Car full of black guys pulls up next to him and he turns it oh, no, down. Oh no, no, the guy's handing out ro <laughs> selling roses. Oh, he's, he's yeah, selling roses. He turns it down and he locks his doors. Yeah, turns it down, locks his door, yeah. shrinks down, and it's like that is ah, uh, there's no smarter way to show that. And he's like, than that scene right there. When he's talking about how much he hates Michael Bolton, he's like, "Fuck that mm -hmm. guy." And he's like, "Why don't you just use Mike?" Because I've always been Michael. <laughs> Um, and then Dr. Cox. Uh, yep. One of the, what's the uh, Daves? What is it? The Bobs. The Bobs. The Bobs. Yeah. Oh, and then fucking, but engineers aren't people person. <laughs> I'm a people person. <laughs> it's, to I, I wanted that. to go back and rewatch it. I couldn't find, I had a copy of it somewhere. I got my, I sold my VHS, but, um, it's been a while since I watched it. I was I didn't have time to go back and watch before this. I was watching the other some of the other ones I have, and I I know basically by heart because I fucking burned this tape out. It, like, I watched it so many everything times. Everything is so real. The guy who shows up talking about seeing a girl's O face, oh oh, and he, like and it's just like spreading rumors about her. Lumberg fucked yeah. her. Yeah, that guy's real. 
Yeah, that guy is real. That guy is so real. That, that guy is so real. And we uh, just when Gary Cole comes in as Lumberg, yeah. like so, I guess John C. McGinley actually uh, tested for Lumberg, oh. but then Gary Cole did it, and you're like, oh, that's the guy. Like he just took it to a whole different level. Um, it's all based off of Milton, which was uh, Saturday Night Live. Um, yeah, it, it was Mike Mike Judge's first real work that he got out there. Uh, Stephen Root went and just made that his own character. In fact, fun little fact here, and I will correct Internet Movie Database's fucking trivia bullshit. There's three people in this film that appeared in the West Wing, and that is uh, Stephen Root, uh, Gary Cole, and uh, A.J. Nadeau, who was in the like the... 9-11 episode one-off that they uh, did. Of course he was in that episode. <laughs> yeah, he played the guy that... It's a very... It's They did the whole... Uh, you look like one of them, so you're the bad guy episode, and then everyone learns a lesson. Samir, Naja, Naja... Naja, Naja, not gonna work here anymore. <laughs> uh, and I think some of the, the brilliance of it is having the tchotchkes right across the street. And like he right. went and he like was going to like these parks and they all look exactly the same. They're these big, just monotone. Squeeze just, We work in one. There's a PJs I, right across the street. It I is know. Our reality. <laughs> and they're all the same. These faceless industrial parks. And then these chilies and TGI Fridays right across the street. Someone made the bold move to move us into one of these, and it totally shook up the whole operation. <laughs> you see guys with their uh, with those uh, a ninety year old man with those shirts smoking outside the front of it, with yeah. three guys smoking cigars, Rocco out there smoking cigarettes and his weird t shirts, and I mean we were the you neighbors. take us out of we 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 grew up in a, the back alley of an inner city. Right, and they took us and put us in the middle of an industrial park. They put with, us in the suburbs with all my toys. Yeah, yeah, we do not. We stick out like a sore thumb there. Yeah, and we're throwing um, uh, ten days of concerts there, disrupting the entire neighborhood. Yes, um, we literally work across from a place that makes weird smells that we never know. They they, give... they make they make all like the flavoring uh, the powders that. Uh, they put into your processed foods. Oh, and so, Ironically, the worst one is the powdered cheese. <laughs> the, yeah, but your favorite one is the powdered buffalo wing. That is good. It just smells. It just smells like uh, it's like hot, saucy vinegar kind of smell right. in the air. Some days it smells um, like um, butterscotch, like cake batter, chocolate, like uh, uh, tootsie rolls. It's really weird. Oh uh, yeah, and then and then it's powdered cheese day. Um, oh yes, that is he does play the manager at uh, Chachki's. Yeah, Mike Judge. Yeah. Um, the the one great thing that you could say came out of this film was Swing Line had a massive increase in sales, and they brought back their red stapler that they had discontinued years before because yeah. people were calling them wanting red staplers. My brother had after they saw this. Yeah. And Bostitch, they went to, like, Bostitch, and they're like, hey, we want to, like, put your branded stapler in this. And, like, no, not interested. Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, don't get me wrong. 
I am. I am a. When it comes to my nailers, I'm a Bostitch guy. Bostitch compressor, Bostitch stapler, Bostitch brad gun, Bostitch roofer nail. Have you seen the Bostitch? They they jam, but they dropped the ball. It always, it always it it, it's good. And have you seen it? I'd light the building on fire. I ask no oh, salt on my margarita, and there's one, two, three, four, five, six, I count eight, eight granules of salt. <laughs> <laughs> he is so, uh, he's so lovable. Stephen Root really just, um. I think Stephen Root's fantastic in anything he's in. He, absolutely. No, he, he's great. But I think Milton is, like, the guy's been in so much great, so he's played so many great characters, but like, Milton best... is just... Two characters he ever played are one, Bill De La Tro- uh, Bill Dotri, for his whole name. Uh, uh, I can't remember his whole name. Delator, Fontaine, <laughs> Delatry, Bill Dotri from King of the Hill, and Buck Strickland. He plays both of them in King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely like a. a this i think it's one of the funniest movies there it is it, like when you say top, like i would put it in i'd put it in top five i'm not gonna lie bill fontaine de la tour dotrieve yes it is definitely a top five movie absolutely he is and so it, but and, it, and it's smart too like that's the thing like it really is a it, it's a window onto the world in which we live right uh that's what mike judge was great at that's king of the hill yeah. Uh, well, and, you know, it's a good point because like even King of the Hill, like all those characters are just a little over the top, but every single one of them is absolutely and, and, and believable. He's not sh- like he's not shitting on them for it. He's showing no. them that they're real. And, mm-hmm. you know, and um, even like uh, Idiocracy. Look where we're at now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Silicon Valley. Another one. And this movie is it's still pretty timeless, even though like you would look in some of the what's funny is like you look at a sci fi movie, even like you look at the Matrix and it's like they're using flip phones and stuff and it kind of dates itself. Mm-hmm. But you're not watching this for that. So even though they're using like old PCs and old monitors and all yeah, that, you like don't care. you don't it doesn't even register. Yeah. You don't care. Um, so, yeah, it, I would say it holds up. It definitely I holds just up. throw that in they're, there. They're bringing back uh, Beavis and Butthead, too, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I love this goddamn movie. I love. Oh, I like, uh, like uh, that jumped to conclusions chart. Yeah. Or Matt, and then just the way it, it look, it's ridiculous, and you're laughing, but you don't expect Ron Livingston just out of nowhere just shit on it so cold, yeah. and you actually feel for it. Oh, and that's the other thing. They didn't even like they they wanted they wanted an A lister. They wanted like uh, Ben or Matt. They got Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. I don't know if that's really like. They got Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, that's big. But they wanted another big leading guy, and it wouldn't have been the same movie. And Ron Livingston was fucking awesome in it. Was really good. David Herman, who's also uh, uh, plays a lot of voices in King of the Hill, uh, Michael Bolton. A lot of voices. Uh, Futurama. Yeah. Uh, Did, like and and not just like a re- recurring character, like he's like the go-to. Like we needed someone. Dietrich like, Bader like, as Lawrence, another guy who plays. Tons you know of what? Voices. And it, I, I I wanted to mention that. Like everyone had that. Maybe not everyone, but like 
you've had that neighbor too. Yeah, right. Well, hell, I believe you get the <laughs> shit beat out of you for saying something like that. <laughs> or just literally, li- like it took me back to like college, like yelling through the walls, like the hey, there's porn on this channel, like yeah, right. the the breast exam, breast exam channel yeah. three. Um. Yeah, um, I, I fucking love this movie. They're doing uh, an Orlando Jones OJ from uh, Sound Effects we talked about in Mad TV. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, uh, David Herman was in Mad TV. Yes, he was uh, yeah. as well. You might have said that, and I just didn't hear you. I didn't, but it's all right. Oh, good. I just assumed you did, and I didn't hear it. Uh, but uh, yeah, great movie and uh, great '90s movie. It, it capped the '90s. Mm-hmm. They should make a. They should do it. Not a sequel, but just do another one with a different story in an office space. Um, I, I think he kind of did. Uh, I forgot what he. Um... Where did I see what, that? Extract. Extract's kind of. Similar. Yeah, I think I think extract is what like he intended it to be. It's his companion piece, yeah. Yeah. But no, I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, I've I own extract. I could let you borrow it. Any good? Yeah, it's okay. It's not as good as The Office. It's uh, got what's his name from uh, um, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman from uh, what am I thinking of? Arrested Development. Emilia yeah. Kunis and Kristen Wiig, J.K. Simmons, David Koechner. No, it's funny. But uh, not Office Space funny. Okay. But Silicon Valley, I highly recommend if you haven't seen it. Uh, not like it's when it's on, I would watch it. Oh, it's, so, it's not that's not a movie. Or, I'm sorry, a show you just watch when it's on. I can. It's serial. You have to watch the whole I know. Thing. That's why I have trouble sticking around. Okay. Uh, all right. Moving on to my a third pick, Squeezer. The criminal in question is accomplice in crime, a woman in danger, a partner in training, a hero in black. The adventure begins. Val Kilmer. Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey, Nicole Kidman, Chris O'Donnell, Batman Forever, rated PG-13, starts Friday, June 16th at a theater near you. That uh, trailer is awful. (laughs) It was so bad you made Eric leave. I'm sorry. Uh, So Batman Forever, we talked about the soundtrack. I don't think we ever talked about the movie. And I only brought this movie up because while I love it. A lot mm-hmm. of news. It's just like Clueless. The news is going crazy on Batman Forever. Joe Schumacher, the director, just died. He passed away at 80. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently he was a bit of a cocksmith. A cocksman squeezer. Yes. I That started coming out. Twenty. Uh, Mark Bernardin kind of made this news on Batman, um, Batman Beyond. He said that he has known to have bed 20,000 men. 20,000 men. Now, Squeezer, I'm not trying to generalize or Mm -hmm. uh, disparage homosexual men and all, but being a man, um, I could just assume that it's way easier to bed 20,000 men than it is to bed 20,000 women. Nah, that's Charles Barkley. No, Will Chamberlain, buddy. Will Chamberlain. Yeah. Charles Barkley did, too. (laughs) 
I think no. Will Chamberlain has higher though. No, twenty thousand is Will Chamberlain. Was it? Yeah, Charles Barkley was got pulled over on his way to get a blowjob. Oh, I get that mixed up. Twenty thousand. Yeah. So I believe that he got twenty thousand men. I still don't know about Will Chamberlain's twenty thousand women, but you could get for like for for guys. I'm assuming you could get twenty thousand men in a day. <laughs> Right, I'm doing the math. Okay. No, you can't. It's just because there's only 24 hours. Right, yeah, you can't. But Bernard and made the math. Not physically. Many, he did a year. He was at least multiples a day every day for his whole life. You'd have to. Good for him, man. So apparently there is a, a long cut of uh, the 1995, a, a longer, darker cut of uh, the 1995 hit. Joe Biden oh. helped lead the... Re Sorry. Uh, ads playing in my website. So I have bookmarked here to read. 170-minute cut of the movie. And they're talking that it's possible this could get re re released on um, HBO Max. So it turns out HBO Max is just where superhero movies, DC superhero movies go to get ultimate cuts. Because we're getting the Snyder cut of the Justice League. Apparently, we're getting a bigger cut of Batman v Superman. Where who the fuck needs that? Yeah. There's rumors of the David Ayer's cut of Suicide Can Squad. they just make it in the three movies like it should have been? Yeah, right. Uh, there, there's rumors of the David Ayer su uh, Suicide Squad cut coming. And now the... Um, Oh, it was Mark Bernard who let this out. So Mark Bernard tweeted that he had on good authority, very good authority, that a more serious 170-minute movie, a cut of the movie, was assembled. Variety sources have confirmed this to be the case, and the site has revealed some details about what the version contained. Reportedly, much of the extra runtime focused on Bruce Wayne's psychological issue and decision to lead a dark double life as a mass vigilante. Oh, this must be the dream sequence. I always knew there was this long dream sequence he shot with like a big bat. There is also more footage of Jim Carrey's Riddler who invades the bat cave, plus a new opening sequence in which Two-Face escapes from Arkham Asylum. I need to see this fucking movie. 170 minutes? Yeah, I'll watch it. The fuck else? Wow, it's do? another 40 minute the, the original is an hour and a half. Yeah. 2 hours and 10 minutes. Oh fuck, I want to see this. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll see it. Has anyone I mean, um, Who's seen Batman Forever knows the tone release is much more Yeah, it's comedic and over the top, but it's still good as compared to Batman and Robin with Alicia Silverstone, who got famous from Clueless. That movie is a steaming pile of dog shit. There's no saving that movie. I don't know if if there's any cut that can save Batman and Robin. I mean, the fact that they, they, they tried to ruin Bane as much as possible. Right, they made him a fucking mindless lackey. Like it couldn't be any more like like you took it, it it's almost like they all whoever did that like they saw a picture of him and just assumed that this is what he is. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to see this 170 minute version of Batman Forever. I want this to happen. I want to go to that. Uh. I like Batman Forever. We saw me and my friend Matt. Uh, his mom took us to see it at the Tillman A in the theater. Uh, I loved it. I kept going on and on about how good Tommy Lee Jones uh, was as Two-Face, even though I think Billy D. Williams would have done a great job too. He got kind of burned in that deal. 
you know, he was set to be Two-Face, but... Uh, yeah, I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, I mean, you could see people, and uh, I think the comic books have continued. The, the Batman 89 um, line has continued, and they've drawn him, so it looks pretty cool. Uh, Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones also didn't get along, because Tommy Lee Jones told him that he hated it, him and his films. <laughs> yeah i mean he wasn't even that old at that time and he was like you could tell he'd just be like that curmudgeon right <laughs> absolutely uh apparently also i read this on imdb's trivia page jim carrey wanted to have a question mark shaved into his scalp but they had to scratch it because he was doing court to finalize his divorce I'll Who's he married to then? I have no clue. Uh, Val Kilmer and Jim Carrey became good friends uh, during the filming because they bonded over the deaths of their fathers. Oh, well, but, that's something you can. But Val Kilmer and Joel Schumacher hated each other in this movie. We talked about that. Schumacher described Kilmer as childish and impossible, and Kilmer refused to talk to him for two weeks. That's why I guess they brought in George Clooney for the next movie. That's pretty pretty childish. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, after seeing it, I didn't really want to talk to Joel Schumacher either. Oh, I mean, I like Batman Forever. Batman and Robin, it's, I was like, fuck this All movie. right, I kind of lumped fuck them together. I liked it when I saw it, by the way. I'm not going to lie, Batman and Robin. I pro. I mean, I because you, you were a kid. Yeah, I'm a kid. You know? I was like, "This is great," and then I watched it. Yeah, and I'm like, this twelve, is thirteen. Awful. I get it. Right, but it does not hold up. I would say no, and especially when you compare, like you know, to the other Batman's, and you look at like Aaron Eckhart's, you know, two faces. Yeah, perfect. well, I mean, yeah, that's that's the Dark Knight. That is the best comic book movie ever. Where made. there's actually like he's two face. Whereas this two faces just he's a bad guy with two faces. It's very two it's, faces. It's, it's very campy. Yes, very. It's almost it's almost like Batman sixty six. Like Batman sixty six. I was gonna say like like he would Tommy Lee Jones would have faced off with Adam West very well. Right. Uh, nonetheless, I would love to see this long cut squeezer. Nope. Don't know what the hell this is, but here's your third pick. Really? Oh, this is for Brian. Not him. Tonight, he's brought his children Don't leave your seats. to the most exciting game of the year. But now, the arena is under attack. What is your objective? One billion seven hundred million dollars. And he has more to lose than anyone. If you're not gonna pay, I'll get my lawyer. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought the Batman Forever trailer was awful. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, this might be some of his best work after uh, Street Fighter. Yes, I knew Brian was going to get excited over this. Let me ask you, is this part of your curriculum in, like, first or second grade? It's like anyone from Pittsburgh, like, it's mandatory viewing that you have to watch Sudden Death. Oh, this is a hockey movie, right? 
Yes, it's a hockey uh, movie. It takes place in the Civic you, Arena, you which is you, now. You can't tell from the trailer that it's a hockey no. movie. No. No, well, if you see the trailer, if you actually watch it, though, you know exactly how the entire movie is going to play uh, out and end because they actually show the bad guy dying. <laughs> I've never seen Son and Death, no. Oh, it's so good. It's great. It's as um, campy, action-y as you can get. And I knew that people were going to say how much this movie sucked. Uh, and it, it does. But it's great at the same time. Um, again, it's no Street Fighter. That's a work of art. Um, but where else <clears throat> do you get to beat the shit out of a mascot, strangle her uh, with her own head, and then steam her to death inside a Hobart dishwasher. Uh, I guess not many places. It's worth watching just for that. So, um, Jean-Claude Van Damme is a... Uh, so, the movie opens up with um, a kid dying, so mm-hmm. that's always fun. Yeah. Um, but because of that, this brave firefighter goes on to become a fire marshal. Mm. Don't get me started on fucking fire marshals. But I, they fire serve Marshall a purpose. Bill. Just get in the way of productions. Um, <laughs> Brian's saying this movie still holds up. <laughs> um, so, um, oh yeah, so he's a fire marshal who got two tickets. So he's the fire marshal, and his job is to go around and make sure all the smoke detectors are working and no one's blocking any exits during the seventh game of the Stanley Cup finals. And because of that, he gets two free tickets for his kids. Mm. So that right there is possibly the biggest stretch of the entire movie. Other than that, if you pull the throttle back on a helicopter, it goes directly tail down and that's it. Um, then I mentioned, I do love this movie. I just watched it the other day and it's fucking great. Um, it, cause he kind of goes like violent MacGyver. So he's a fire marshal, but he's also a top-rate martial artist that can keep kick the shit out of CIA-turned-terrorists. Um, but he's also really clever because he can make all kinds of cool shit out of, like, fire extinguishers and nails. And um, he uh, immolates a guy using a mini super soaker and a lighter, which is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, sudden death is a true story. Uh, yeah, there's... Um, Hey, the Civic Arena did blow up, so that's fairly accurate. Eventually it happened. Um, Powers Booth plays um, a very... Basically, Powers Booth is if Hans Gruber watched action movies, and this is how you're supposed to act as a bad guy. Um, But yeah, they kidnap the vice president and demand a ransom, uh, or they're going to start blowing up bombs... And killing off hostages and blowing up bombs uh, throughout the building. And um, the uh, fire marshal saves the day by killing everyone and disarming all the bombs. There's a weird face or a weird heel turn where um, the FBI guy out of the blue turns out to be the bad guy. Which is like kind of worked out, but... At the same, like everything leading up to it, it's like, well, why did he do all these other things? Like, when you see him like alone by himself, he's like acting like the good guy, 
that's the only that's the only thing that really bothered me that and the helicopter going straight down spoilers um but it's also a great scene too because like it they slow it down long enough where they can like look eye to eye right before powers booth dies Mm -hmm. um oh it's fantastic and some really there's some great fight sequences like i say they get to kill the goddamn penguin um it's pretty it's i would say it's even violent for a jean-claude van damme movie it's pretty bloody um, oh, yeah, he's also an expert marksman. So I don't know what kind of firefighter. Um, I mean, he's one hell of a firefighter. Well, my, my dad was a firefighter, and uh, he is a martial artist and expert mar- marksman. <laughs> uh, Ryan, uh, go get my gun. I'm going to show you how to shoot. <laughs> I'm trying to solve him. I'm um, trying to solve I'm trying to solve him, Eddie. Um it's uh, it it's a great movie you have to see this and it, it's great because it takes place in pittsburgh okay they won't and they used they used uh so here's what they did so the reason it takes place in pittsburgh and it's shot in the arena is because it took place during the lockout um back in what was this 94 it was 94 right um no fucking clue i don't watch hockey <laughs> Um, the, one of the executive producers on it was the, um, chief executive of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, so because oh, of it, that. Wait, 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 wait. Was he a Brooks? No. Oh, okay. Cause the Brooks family owns part of the Penguins. No, this was, uh, Howard Baldwin. He uh, was, okay. um. And I knew Brian was going to like this. Um, he is a executive officer, not owner. But he had a development deal in Hollywood. Like, he was one of those guys, like, he runs every little thing, and he's on, like, 30 boards, and he's all rich and shit, making shit happen. And um, that's why it takes place in the Civic Center. It, the The Penguins are the team that, that like, it like is starring. They had some guys that were there um, that... Uh, uh, some of players actually did take place and like were there in scenes. Um, some guys turned it down. Some guys like they let them use like they're like, hey, we need goalie pads, and he's like, yeah, go ahead, use them. Um, but they used two ECHL teams to play because Ooh, when they asked yikes. the two pro teams, the two um, NHL teams, to do like a little exhibition play to shoot B-roll of them playing. They're like, eh, this is you guys are just half-assing it. <laughs> so they went and they got a bunch of guys from the ECHL and got two teams to play against each other, and that's how they shot it. And then they put like three thousand extras in and surround them with cardboard cutouts. We know how uh, um, well the ECHL players play. Well, you know, you can edit it. Um, that's true. But you know, and. Oh, now, breaking up, breaking up. Breaking put it up. all out there, and you get yourself on film. You got a, you got a little, uh, you got a little reel right now. What do you think, Mario Lemieux? Oh shit! It's midnight. It's midnight. It's midnight. Okay. Uh, um, hold on. Hold on. Every hold on, hockey hold on, player hold on. loves squeezer, this. Squeezer, uh, squeezer, squeezer. I got this. Is the second what? request. I want to do this before I forget and before I go shopping. Matt D wants me mm-hmm. to do uh, Trump saying my vice president has been kidnapped. Very good. 
Hi everybody, this is a quick briefing. I know my ratings on these are really good, so I'm gonna do them. I figured I'd do them again, the ratings are great. I beat, I beat Monday Night Raw and Vince McMahon. I beat, I beat everything. Uh, so, uh, I don't know, what's his name's been kidnapped. I prefer my vice presidents not captured, so I'm not even gonna look for him. We'll get a new one. It's going to be a game show type style where I'm going to get like 20, 30 guys and girls together. The girls I'll fire and the guys I'll maybe let one of them get to the end and I'll tell them you're fired. And then at the end, they'll be my vice president. Tune in Monday nights, 8 p.m. prime time Eastern. <laughs> All right. Let me order them turtles. Go order your turtles. Um, I think my favorite thing out of all this was, and because you, you know, like hockey players are watching this because um well one it's a movie about hockey and two it doesn't require that much thinking to watch this movie so they're watching it but um my favorite though is that Yarmir Yager was pissed that if you watch the movie his jersey was on the ice the entire time when they were giving up goals so he was actually a minus three for the game <laughs> Not Mario he was you. pissed about that what? Uh, I'm sorry. If I Already just, too late? No, if I just would have read the top of the website, it goes on set at 1 p.m. Eastern. I'm an idiot. 1 p.m. Eastern today, so like in 13 hours? Yes. Okay. I'm an idiot. <sighs> well, I'll remind you tomorrow afternoon. Thank you. I guess uh, also Stallone turned it down because he didn't think it was that smart of a film. Mario Lemieux owns the Penguins now, right? I don't know if Lemieux does. I was talking about Yager. Was Yager a, 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 a Penguin? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, yes, Mario Lemieux does own the Penguins. Wow. Guy went up in the world. Uh, Sudden Death or Mighty Ducks? Hmm. Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Uh, yeah, but what's the body count in, uh... Mighty Ducks? I don't know. Mighty Ducks. Just one, right? For Estevez, (laughs) did he kill someone, or was it just a DUI? I think it was just a DUI. I don't think it was DUI with manslaughter. Didn't didn't Hans died in the third one, though, so that... We're not talking so the third one. picture. We're talking the whole first picture. Okay. Well, I'm just talking body counts. There's a lot of people died in this one. This is one of those things where it's like they like die hard when the truck opens up and you see all the terrorists walk out. You know that's how many bad guys there are. And he doesn't have that many guys to really kill. Sudden death. There's just dead bad guys. Every They just come out of the woodwork to get killed. It's great. Hey, Brian just let me know the pirates drafted me. Right, I'm a right-handed pitcher. Well, I am right-handed, but I'm also mm. left-handed. I was just checking my Instagram. Squeezer. Yo. I think before we move on to my fourth pick, we need to take a Landstalker pee slash beer break. Okay. You guys will be back after these words. What's happening in this game? Uh, you're running around slashing golems and shit. 
and collecting Iki Iki and walking in the trees and warping to other parts of the world. Um, right, I gotta put my edit. 130-ish. So I know how to cut this out, Squeezer. Oh, I wouldn't. It's good <laughs> stuff. And, um... Alright, sorry guys, Go we down are back. Rips and you gotta find your way in the Mirrors Tower. Oh, it's good stuff. Alright, uh... Ready for my... What are we, my fourth pick already? Yeah, we're zooming. All right, I didn't even go. Cause I'm in good shape yet. Really? Uh, that's because I'm sweating it all out down here. I know, um, I'm sweating like a bastard too. I love it. I'm about to crack open oh, three suck. more beers and fill up my mug. But in the meantime, oh, this is what's gonna have the sound that's gonna have to make me go. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it, and I'll do it in the clip. Okay. Okay. Here's my next clip. upon a time, dinosaurs lived in houses. No, you don't know. Stone Age kids had a ball. And Bedrock was the place to be. This summer, it's Jeff Stinks. Yabba Dabba Do It with the Flintstones. Rated PG. Yabba Dabba Do It this Friday. <laughs> Man, trailers and TV spots suck. <laughs> They're so bad. Sorry, I'm still pouring my beers. I was gonna do that as uh, one of our epi well, if we go ever go back, we'll. Uh... I think we should do. We should dedicate a full episode to the Flintstones movie, not the Flintstones cartoon. The Flintstones. Ah, oh, Squeezer. I only, I'll, I'm only gonna have like one more night of summer ale, and then I'm saving the rest for music fest. Oh no! Because uh, you only what? How many cases you got left? I have about five cases. Yeah, it's not gonna last you long. It lasts me through music fest. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, what what to say about the Flintstones movie that we haven't said? They had one of the best McDonald's tie-in promotions ever: the Grand Poobah <laughs> meal. I mean, I've talked about this at nausea, and Holly Berry is hot in this movie. Uh, uh, you got the the McRib sandwich, the uh, super size fry and super size drink, the Happy Meal toys, the little little um, uh, Flintstones houses with the vehicles, all the tie-ins, the the B fifty two song, um, everything about this movie was so, and it's actually a good movie, and and. And John Goodman's a pretty good Fred Flintstone, and uh, Rick Moranis is a pretty good Barney, in my opinion. I don't know, Squeezer, what do you think about it? Yeah, it's just, I, I think, I couldn't <coughs> think of anyone better to play Fred. Like, other than Jackie Gleason, who, like, basically, that's Fred. Like, well, they based John Fred on Jackie, Jackie Gleason, yeah. Yeah, yes. John, John Goodman. Like, yeah. Uh, John Goodman's like the best that you could possibly ask for. And I think he's great. Uh, I, I like Rick Moran said, but it's just, I didn't felt, it felt weird just because in my mind, Barney just stockier. That's my only thing. Barney's built more like R2D2. I don't know. Build wise, yes. But just the whole elusive, whatever, but sweetness, I don't know. Rick Moran mm -hmm. is perfect in that role. Yeah, there's no one else that can get that. Uh, 
Je ne sais quoi, if you yeah. will. I don't know what we, that even we've means. We've talked but... about it before. Um, and why Wilma's hot in this movie. As a kid, I had a major crush on Betty Rebel. Uh, but Rosie nah, didn't do it for me in this movie. <laughs> I know. Can you, I mean, there might be bad John Goodman movies, but John Goodman isn't bad in said movies. I, I'm not saying that there is, but John Goodman is just a fucking national treasure. He is. No, I'm... All right, you do you do your thing. I'm gonna start. Hang on, I'm, look up John Goodman. Movie. I'll, I'll listen. I'll listen while I because I mean I, I'm a big fan. Um, I pulled no news for this like I did the other ones. I just was gonna talk about it because for some reason this movie sticks out in my mind. It's a zeitgeist. I remember seeing it. I remember getting the Happy Meals. I remember being obsessed with everything about it. It was just so cool. The production design and the Rock Donalds and the tie-ins they did with it. Um. He's funny in Arachnophobia. Uh, what's up, Raging Robot Party in the house? Um, but uh, yeah, there was tons of cool tie-ins and uh, the, just the whole look and the aesthetic of the Flintstones movie. Mm-hmm. It was just awesome. Uh, and the storyline was good, too. It was dark. Yeah, Fred. Um, I mean... He he wasn't credited, but he was technically in Dirty Work, which I love. I love but it's Dirty not a Work. Good movie. I know, but it's I love it, but it's not a good movie. <laughs> but he's good in it for like five seconds. They even made a Flintstones movie Super Nintendo game, Squeezer. Really? Ocean. Software. I didn't have Super Nintendo. Uh, this was a rental of mine. It was not that good. They had uh, action figures, Squeezer. They had dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a lot of shit. And the action figures actually look like the movie counterparts, if you look them up. Uh, they're pretty good. There was a lot of cool fucking merch for this movie. They, they, like a it, 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 it came in a wave of movies that came out in, in like summer blockbusters that they just marketed the hell out of, starting with 89 Batman then, uh, you know, uh, we had Dick Tracy and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Batman Returns, uh, Jurassic Park, like then, then um, Flintstones. Uh, the B-52s version of the Flintstones song was awesome, too. It was a, a great, a weird pick, but a great pick, don't you think? Yeah. Um... Sorry, I was looking at the action figures. Oh, don't they look like I, the actors? I didn't mean to be. They're, they're, they're strange. They look... As a kid, I'm not going to lie. As a kid, I wouldn't want them. No, I didn't want them either because they're weird. As a grown man, these would be... These are adorable. Yeah, I want I want all of them as a grown man. Like, they they look really cool. And I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if they're hard to find or not. But, you know, maybe that could be my next project, collecting all the Flintstones figures. Uh, it wouldn't make it would make plenty of sense. But uh, if you have to, if you get a chance to play the Super Nintendo game, I remember liking it. It wasn't bad. It's not a great game, um, but it's it it's easy to play. It's fun, and I I played the fucking shit out of it. Uh, oh, you know what? You know where I played it? I'm reading this now. I played this on the Sega Channel. Oh really? Yeah. So I played the Sega version. That sounds like a game that they. Just throw out there on the 
right? I just remember playing it, and I thought I read it, but I I, I played it on the Sega channel. Uh, yeah, you know, Flintstones movies, good game. Now, now that I think about it, I out of all the Flintstone action figures, I want the Kyle MacLachlan uh, evil cliff figure. He looks just like him, doesn't he? It does. I it wasn't until I realized I completely forgot he was even in it. Yeah, he plays until the bad I, boss. I look at it and I go, "That's Kyle MacLachlan." It's Kyle MacLachlan. <laughs> That's a um, good cup of coffee. And I'll I'll put it right next to his Showgirls action figure. Uh, and his uh, um, Twin Peaks action figure. Yeah. A good cup of coffee and cherry pie. Just to have a comic Lachlan action figure. <laughs> it looks... Everyone, it, like, every, everyone, there's always that actor that has, like, one action figure of them. Like, uh, like Dennis Knight. Like, right. has, has a Nedry action figure. Yeah, but the Ned, the original Nedry action figure sucked because yeah, based, it looks nothing like they it. Based but still, it on the book. But then the second series, they kind of did it more. But the one I just ordered in the Barbasol can just looks just like him. And the, I think, uh, yeah, the um, uh, who, what do you fuck it? The um, Amber series that Mattel's doing. Speaking of Mattel, um, not only did the action figures did they do action figures, they did play sets and uh, vehicles for these toys too, Squeezer. They look fun. I, I don't know if I would how you play Flintstones though, you know. I don't know. I want them now though, more than anything. They're 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 very cute. They did a LeSabre Tooth five thousand. You know that car he buys. Mm-hmm. And they had a uh, Big Bite Fred, and they had the Bowling Alley Fred. Um, I don't know. Patel Patel did these toys. They're on eBay. They're so cool. For some reason, I'm so obsessed with uh, the Flintstones movie, and I'll, I'll always, I'll always be obsessed with it. Even recreating the Grand Poobah meal, you did it with me. We're uh, mm-hmm. just this past fall, we did it. Um, it was kind of a letdown, not it, gonna it lie. It was, but it was still fun. Um, yeah, it was still fun. Yeah, they added the big pull string talking Fred too. Yeah, that was they had the, and it looked just like John Goodman. It was pretty cool. All right, um, all right. This is your replacement movie. Uh, yeah, this is what uh, I was reading up on dams last night. I'm like, oh, why didn't I pick this one? This is the only of this series I've ever seen in the theater and pretty much ever seen in general. Seriously? Yeah, I only ever seen Goldeneye, which is your next pick. James Bond. James Bond. Sergeyevna on the top. On the top? On the top. Bond is back. I enjoy a spirited ride as much as the next girl. Who's that? The next girl. And things are starting to heat up. One rises to meet a challenge. United Artists brings you no more foreplay. Goldeneye, rated PG-13. Goldeneye. Ah, I love this movie. This might be it's still one of my favorites. Um, but it, it's the 64 uh, game. Hmm? The N64. And it, yeah, it's fun. One of the greatest video games of all time. Um, but th- there are some people that absolutely hate this movie or really? don't appreciate it in any way. Cause it is a, it, it, uh, differs or it starts to kind of, uh, depart from some of the traditional bond elements. Um, this was our bond. First this yes, is the first it is. Bond. This is introduction to Bond for us, and and well, also the thing also is, I, yes and no. I mean, because I grew up 
because my grandfather was huge in the Bonds. I grew up watching all of them, like even the Timothy Dalton ones. Um, but yes, I agree. This was our Bond. Um, but also, I have to rewatch this because I saw it and didn't understand it, just like Mission Impossible. And when I just rewatched mm-hmm. Mission Impossible for the first time since 1996 in 24 years, I loved it and I mm-hmm. got it, and I, everything made sense to me. So I probably should go back and watch this. Sean Bean's the bad guy. Oh, Boromar. What's his name? Former Faramir? Uh, he was Faramir? Boromir. Boromir, yeah. Someone help us out here. Boromir or Baromir? Which one? I didn't think anybody in any of those movies, aside from Elijah Wood and Sean Astin, ever were in anything else ever before. (laughs) Everyone was in everything. (laughs) Right, and I didn't get that, but... That's because they did such a good job with the makeup. Um, so this was the first Bond movie that wasn't pulled from any of the period. Any like every other movie before this was something from Ian Fleming's work. So this was the first like truly original script. Not Ian Goldeneye was paid homage to Fleming because Goldeneye was the name of his estate in Jamaica. Oh, called it was Goldeneye Estates. Uh, where he lived and wrote all the bonds. Um, but, uh, and we finally get a new James Bond. Uh, and it's a different kind of bond. This is like the first time when, when it's really like, they kind of look at Bond and like, he's a pig. It's the 90s now. And you can't just be this woman. I, like, you can't do what Connery did back then. It's kind of frowned upon. Take so you off your panties, money gotta, penny. You got to call him out on it. Yeah. Nothing. That was a pretty good yeah, cut. <laughs> it was. Uh, and this is also the first time we get I a just female your oil. Judy what? Dempch, which she's in it for a, the long haul, right? Yeah, she. It wasn't up until uh, uh, Skyfall. Or spoilers, she. Um, but yeah, she spanned uh, two bonds right there. Uh, and with Desmond Llewellyn, uh, Llewellyn comes back as Q. Uh, other than that, everyone else is uh, is a new player in it. So this was there's a long stretch because they were just pumping out bomb movies, and then there was some uh, bullshit between uh, MGM and all the other rights hold all that stuff back and forth, like legalese, political, who owns what kind of bullshit, and then. Um, they were developing a new film, and that kind of fell apart. And then, eventually, they need a new Bond. I thought um, wasn't Pierce Brosnan supposed to play Bond? Bond was supposed to play, or Brosnan was supposed to play Bond back in the eighties, right? But he was right Remington when Steel. He was doing yeah. Remington Steel, but he couldn't get out but of the contract, was, right? Well, it was that, and Roger Moore was supposed to, I think, drop out. But then um, Roger Moore came back into the picture and then Brosnan was pushed back out and then they brought in Timothy Dalton. Well, I think there might've been, there was somewhere who was, who's like the forgotten bond to like movie. And like, it was so uh, sad. Chanderson though, that she knows. Her um, bond. Do you know the story of Quentin Tarantino drunkenly pitching a bond story to Pierce Brosnan at a bar and Pierce Brosnan said it was the best bond story he Bond he Tarantino pitched a Bond movie he would make with with Brosnan as as Bond, 
and Bo- Brosnan said it was the best Bond movie that probably would ever exist. Oh, that would have been awesome. I know. Um, but there's also if you get if you remember there was a little bit of a tease because they were kind of um, um, pushing for Brosnan to be Bond early on. And that was remember that Diet, Diet Coke, Coke commercial, commercial yeah, yep. And so they basically, since Pierce Brosnan wasn't going to be James Bond, they made a Diet Coke commercial starring Pierce Brosnan that is basically James Bond, you, and it's one of my favorite commercials. Did this commercial right? What's that? You you covered this commercial right? Yeah, yeah, I picked this our... uh, a while back, and I remember because it was in my copy of Dennis the Menace Dinosaur Hunter that I had on beta that I taped off of ABC. <clears throat> so I would see this commercial all the time. And like, this is so cool. This guy should be James Bond. And that's what they were trying to convey. Like, this guy should be James Bond. And he absolutely, he was the right guy at the right time. He's, per- I loved him as Bond. I thought he was great. Some of the later movies got a little wacky woo or whatever, but him in GoldenEye was perfect it felt a little more grounded it, it it didn't have like the moonraker kind of over the top stuff you still got some gadgets and gizmos in it that like you didn't get in like casino royale um and it was the perfect mix like he was <clears throat> machine gunning guys down using his watch ropey thingy he's driving a tank and he's bungee jumping off dams which was ranked the number one uh greatest stunt of all time that was back in 2002, though. So was who was the first? There could Bond? have been a new one. Was that Roger Moore or Sean Connery? Uh, Sean Connery. All right. Well, quickly, Squeezer. I was asked to do Sean Connery shitting on the other Bond. So first of all, Roger Moore. He's five years older than me, and he played Bond after me. He's also short and shrinking, like old guys do, and his face looks like chili putty. Then there's Timothy Dalton. He looks like a child molester, and. Pierce Brosnan, didn't he sleep with that man who dressed like the grandma? That's shick. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire was her name. Uh, that's right. It was George Lazenby was the... Okay. So here, here's the uh, best Bond movie ever. My hair was slick and beautiful. <laughs> He's going to gloss over my bad comment. <laughs> I'm, I'm listening. Uh, fuck, I gotta go back and rewatch it. I mean, I, I technically, I want to, like, Skyfall, I think, is just Moonraker? a work of art. Moonraker is a lot of fun. I know, I watch Moonraker with Enchantress, it is fun. Um, I mean, I said the only one I ever saw was Gold, uh, and now I, but then I watched the second half of Moonraker with her. Because she was watching, and I came home from work. I sat on the couch. I was like, what is this? I loved it. <laughs> All right. So it goes Sean Connery. Then, yeah, George Lazenby was uh, in Her Majesty's Secret Service. What kind of name uh, is George Lazenby? Then Sean Connery came back again and did Diamonds Are Forever. Then Roger Moore. Then Timothy Dalton and Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig. Heavens to Megatroid. Money Penny, shake off your panties and exit stage left. <laughs> I have a gun in my pocket and I'm happy to see you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's Snagglepuss doing Sean Connor. 
What's this pink cat doing an impression of me for? He's just like a... What are they called? A Chippendale. <laughs> He's a dandy. Perfectly acceptable. I gotta though. go back through my uh, DVR. There was one of those marathons on. They had a bunch of Bond movies on and I actually mm. recorded them. I kind of just have them sitting there. What's better, a Rocky marathon or a Bond marathon? <clears throat> um, eh, Rocky. Yeah, but eh. then you gotta watch Rocky Five. I love Rocky Five. Of course, you like Rocky Five. <laughs> I love all the Rockies. I love the Creeds too. I, I guess want... if you like Caddyshack too, yeah. you can like Rocky. I want five. there to be a Creed Three so bad. I love Creed One and Two. I love. Rocky movies are like my fucking feel good movies. It's like how you spend Thanksgiving. It's it's all I remember about Thanksgiving. I, I, Thanksgiving memories to me are Survivor Series, Parade, Rocky movies. Oh my god! Now I feel Skyfall was two thousand twelve. Skyfall was two thousand twelve. Squeezer, you're oh. an old man. That makes me feel so old. Like, I remember sitting there watching in the theater. And I, I seriously thought, like, that was, like, two years ago I did that. Skyfall. So, like, time just left. I do. I agree with Joe. A Police Academy Marathon would oh, be tops. Fuck. My, if, my, oh, fuck. Uh, there's a Police Academy Marathon on tonight. Uh, well, uh, I believe it's on television. So the naked theme from Police Academy 1 is cut out. So you can watch it. Uh, <laughs> but the... the do you want to get the Eagle snack mix and meet me downstairs in about 20 minutes? Um, <laughs> My dad loved Police Academy movies. Of course he did. Uh, here, here's the problem, though. You would never really get a true Police Academy marathon because the network would find it more profitable just to go dead air. Um, yeah. Rocky 7, Adrian's Rocky Revenge. <laughs> what, what, show um, about, what show? Here's the thing about Rocky 4. Rocky 4, squeezer, though. Squeezer, in, in before... The, before the before what reference? What? Rocky Seven, what? Adrian's Revenge. Oh, it was Simpsons. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. When yeah. Bart has to learn Roman numerals. <laughs> um the thing about Rocky Four is it does have the best musical training montage out of all of them. Wait, which one? Rocky Four. Yo, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. When they juxtapose so juxtapose juxtapose when they compare him training in the cabin versus Drago in the lab, right, is yeah a work of art. All of Rocky Four is a work of art. Yeah, oh, I, I, Matt disagrees. I mean, it does have that stupid robot. I right. love the robot. Someone made an action of figure of it too. Of course, you love the robot. Hey <laughs> Mick, he bought it for. I'm uh, still surprised you haven't bought one yet, but I know he bought it for his brother-in-law, right? Yeah, for Polly. Polly, yeah, he bought it for Polly. Hey, Polly, hey, Polly, got you this robot, hey? Hey, you, you, robot, he's gonna help you out. Did you see, you didn't see Creed 2 yet, did you? No. There's a, a musical montage of him training in Creed 2. Man, Michael B. Jordan, I'm not gonna lie, I got a little hard. No, a Terminator marathon. Nothing to that. No, because... I'll just watch two. I watched the first one a little bit. The first one Michael sucks. Bean, which I didn't know. Uh, the first one, it's slow. T2 but is I awesome. like Michael Bean, so T2. So. You know he's going to be in uh, Mandalorian? 
Corporal Hicks is in Mandalorian, man. I'm excited for that. Apparently, everybody's in fucking Mandalorian. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how they're going to uh, do this. Uh, there's like way too many people. That's what Kevin. Have Kevin to... thinks there's going to be like some super sick reveal in this because they're giving out so much information. They're there like, has to be. Like, yeah, I know. And Bill Burr is back. I'm so glad that he's back. Yeah, Bill Burr um, is great. I can listen like, to Bill Burr and Joe Rogan shit on each other for like five hours straight. Yeah. But everyone was like, oh, yeah, that comedy guy is going to be in. The... He was in fucking Breaking Bad. And he, I, 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 I was even a little anxious, but I do like his character. But yeah, Squeeze, I'm excited, do me a but... favor. Watch the Korean movies. All right. They're so good. I mean, Philly pride here, Squeezer. I live in Allentown. Yeah, but we're, we're uh, technically I live in. We're, part of, we're part of the greater Philadelphia area. Yeah, you. <laughs> Not even that. I'm somewhere between. I'm technically, I guess, I'm Redding, Redding proud. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no one's ever said that before. I mean, Rocky's like the greatest resident of Philly. He's got a statue. I did the Rocky run in Philly, and it's only a 5K. I almost died. But you could also the, the the greatest pop I ever heard in my personal life, like that I was ever at, was we were at SmackDown in Philly, and it cuts to the screen of the Titantron cuts to the Rocky statue, and the place goes crazy, and then the camera pulls and reels the Rock standing there, looking up at it like with his eye. Like who the fuck are you? And the place just lost their minds. I can I can imagine, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, we so uh, the, the you that I have that metal hanging in my office. That thing is so cool. It's made to look like his belt. Oh, is that what that is? I thought that's just another toy you bought. No, that's a medal I got from running the five k, the Rocky oh. Run. You should tell people that everyone's just going to assume it's another toy that you got in a box. But it's so I don't give a shit. It's five k. It's I barely made it. <laughs> Uh, Enchantress then wanted to do the 10 miler after that, which you get a gold version of that. And then you get this Italian stallion third medal for doing both of them. Well, lucky for me, I'm not a fan of gold. I love gold. Motu, Mr. T. What? 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 Raging Robot. What? Motu, Mr. T. I gotta look this up. Motu Mr. T. What is this? I don't even know what this is. Googling with the rad years. I got I ordered my Mr. T wrestling figure uh off of for, like while we we're still doing live shows. So I don't know what Motu Mr. T is he's speaking of, but I need to know of this. Yes, uh the movies are on Prime Squeezer. Watch them. I uh, he, I am right. <laughs> it's once in my life I'm right. All right. They're so good. And I think Creed 2 is even better than Creed 1's amazing. It's so fucking good. But Creed 2 is even better. I I fucking the end fight scene, then um, fight I had and you're a boxing fan. God damn it, Squeezer, you should watch this. Yeah, I watch real boxing. I had chills. It was so good the end scene. All right, here is my last movie, Squeezer. Now, your mama told me what happened to you yesterday. 
How the hell are you gonna get fired on your day off? Damn! Look, look, she bending over. I'm Miss Parker. Hi, boy. Miss Parker just don't know. Come here. What's up, Big Pine? I mean, Big Wine? If you ain't got my money, I'm killing you and him. You don't drag me into this? I'm used to stealing. Get in, get out. Come, Debo, give me your stuff. You want me to ask for my bike back? What bike? The one I let you use a couple of weeks ago. That bike. Count out my money. 40, 60, 80, 20, 40. I don't think you apply yourself, Smokey. Why? Claude, have mercy. Just give me three and a half minutes. Maybe even four. Hey, who's that? I don't know. Drive by! What's going on? I don't know. It sounds like machine guns. So you gonna loan me the money or not? I wouldn't feel comfortable lending you $200 without a job. If I was working, I wouldn't need $200. Exactly. Now, Dana told me about that big snake situation. Big worm. Big worm, big hole, big... I don't give a damn! I'm gonna kill you and Smokey. You need a job. You need a wig. Oh, my back, my neck. I'm suing y'all. I want a hundred and fifty thousand. But I'll set out of court right now for twenty bucks. Ice Cube, Chris Tucker, Bernie Mac, Johnny Witherspoon. Tiny Zeus Lister and Mia Long Friday. Don't ever, 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 ever come by here. Okay? I said they hit. Uh, one of, this is probably one of my favorite movies of all. It's so funny and so great. Directed by F. Gary Gray. Do you not love Friday? I, uh, I do. I, I haven't seen this in fucking forever, though. I rewatched it a few years ago, but I wa- it was one of those movies where when it came out on pay-per-view, we just watched it. In 1995, the summer of 95, we spent that whole summer, my little sister, brother, and I watching Friday over and over and over. So much that like I'd buy things. We we go to like Blanco and I get a drink and pretend it was I didn't know what a 40 it was a beer. <laughs> like who knew what my future was? Uh, and Regina King's in it too, and you know she's so fucking good in Watchmen. Um, we're currently watching the Watchmen show, and uh, I've, have you you haven't started Watchmen yet, right? I didn't start it yet. I'm I'm trying to clear the slate so I can get to it. Oh God, there's something I want to say, but I won't say it because I don't want to blow it for you. Please don't. Yeah, but um, just okay. This is something I could say that won't affect um, i'll just take my headphones off no 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 this isn't gonna affect uh how you see it because um just the way they're doing adrian vent as as amandis uh if you read the comic books you know what i'm talking about i'm just like wow this is fucking amazing uh, the, they just did the reveal in the episode i watched i was like fuck that's fucking awesome but regina king is she's so good and i forgot that she was in Friday. 
uh, uh, if Beale Street could talk, great movie. Uh, Ray, um, I know she's in uh, uh, American Crime and Shameless and uh, 24, it looks like she was in, but she is so good. Uh, she won an Oscar, right? Who is that? Regina King? Maybe. Hold on, I'll tell you right now. She won an Emmy Award for American Crime. Mm-hmm. She won the Golden Globe Award for If Beale Street Could Talk. Did I see Beale Street? I think I'm confusing that with a different movie. I don't know if I've seen this now. I got confused. I got confused. And yes, she won Best Supporting Actress for uh, If Beale Street Can Talk. I don't think I have seen this. I'm thinking of something else. I have to see this movie. Because mm. Regina King is fucking awesome and uh, Watchmen. But she plays um, Ice-T's Craig's sist- uh, sister in, in Friday. And uh, come on, everyone loves... We I grew up at 95. I should not have... Southland, yeah, she was also great. Um, Chris Tucker, hysterical in this. This basically made his movie. Zeus, Le- Tiny Zeus Lester. The match! The movie! <laughs> the pay-per-view! Uh, Phase Down Love as Big Prime. Big Worm. Uh, so many. John Witherspoon is the dad. Um so many there's so many funny people enough gary gray did a great job passed away i believe not too long ago but uh fred is a movie that if you haven't seen i suggest given a it's just a funny and it's a good movie uh and i wanted to pick it because it's one of my favorite movies of the 90s it's not one of my top three movies of all time like squeezers next pick never ran on your friends and always keep your mouth shut. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Hey, Mom, what do you think? You look like a gangster. I know I. By the time I grew up, there was 30 billion a year in cargo moving through Idlewild Airport. And believe me, we tried to steal every bit of it. What do you do? I'm in construction. <laughs> He's not Jewish. Mazel tov. <laughs> For most of the guys, killing's got to be accepted. Hey, Henry, here's an arm. Very funny, guys. Here's a leg. Here's a wing. <laughs> what do you like, the leg or the wing? For us to live any other way was nuts. And we were treated like movie stars with muscle. We had it all just for the asking. It's gonna be a good summer. <laughs> It was a glorious time. In a world that's powered by violence. In a world. On the streets where the violent have power. They, they couldn't help themselves. Generation. You didn't have to do this. All right. In a world. Such a great. There was a time yeah. when we were doing shows at the Sand Squeezer where Jesse and I. Mm-hmm. We're keeping a tally mm-hmm. of how many artists we did that had songs in Goodfellas. 
We had a, oh, it's a, insane. We had a lot too. We, it doesn't stop. It, there's I, I don't know if there there's more songs or more fucks in Goodfellas. We had Bobby. There's Vinton. 321 fucks. That's 2.4 per minute. We had uh, what's his name? The guy who sent champagne. Joe would disagree there, or Brian would disagree there. Joe, sudden death is absolutely. So he would probably say sudden death is better than Goodfellas. Sorry, what were you saying? Hold on, I'm looking it up. There's so many songs yeah, I even had, have to look had, it up. Uh, like, we had Bobby Vinton at the Sands, and he was the one who sent oh, yeah. them champagne. It was to die for. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna look up. You keep going. Tell tell us about Goodfellas Squeezer. Um, some would argue it, it's my <laughs> hashtag hurtful Joe. Um, but some would argue this is one of the greatest films of all time. It is. I my, argue it, it is. I think it is period. the greatest film of all time. Yeah. Um, Tony Bennett. Some say, some say, oh, it's one. It's might be the best like mob film. Like no, no, no. It's the best movie. movie. Period. It's the best. The way it, it just it doesn't stop. If if you really think about it and watch, this movie is exhausting. It doesn't lay off the gas. It's just one after another. And the music cues and the way it transitions and the way it unfolds and eventually just becomes this. It, it it's You're basically on a collision course the entire time. The Ronettes? Keep going. The Ronettes, yeah. Darlene Love. So, so I, I didn't know this. Going back to another, uh, more Batman. Do you know um, Ray Liotta was offered the role of Harvey Dent? Really? In Batman 89. He turned it down so that he could work on Goodfellas. Well, fucking thank God he did. He is so yeah, but, goddamn fucking good as Henry Hill. There's no other. I You can't. Like, everyone in there. Even, like, Pacino was offered um, uh, De Niro's role. No. Like, I couldn't see that working out. Like, everything fell into place perfectly. Yeah, you needed... Uh, Jimmy Conway had to be Robert De Niro. Henry Hill had to yeah. be Ray Liotta. And Tommy DeVito. How How, how is Pesci not Tommy? Joe fucking Pesci. It was him. And even oh, Lorraine no. Bracco was a great Karen Hill. And fucking Polly Servino was a great Polly Cicero. I had this poster hanging up my bedroom. You know, it's. I wonder if I still have it. Probably not. Um, it's, it's. This it's, is. And Sam Jackson has stacks too. Yeah. Um, Michael Imperioli as Spider. I mean. The, yeah, he the, he would. You had uh, him and uh, uh, Lorraine Bracco. The whole and, fucking uh, cast when uh, Polly Walnuts was in this movie. Everybody, every, the whole cast went on to be in Sopranos. Yeah. Um, all by Nicholas yeah, it, Polega's Wise Guy book. It, yeah. And I it, would say it, it's my, my favorite movie. And it's not even like my favorite movie because it, oh, it's the best movie ever made. And you can argue that it's not. And I'll tell you to go fuck yourself. But um, I saw the sequel to this movie before I saw this movie. Oh, really? My I Blue Heaven? My Blue Heaven first. <laughs> um, Cause, cause, I which mean, is great. Yeah, I love that movie. Of course you saw first. What are you doing I, in the I, frozen food section? You're going to melt all this good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I love how it, 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 it goes. Um, it, it, it goes from Sid Vicious 
to um, uh, fucking SNL, pretty much. Yes. Yeah, the, the ending of it is just... And the ending, they pay homage to, I think, was it the Great Train Robbery? What? When they cut the Pesci shooting him? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, it, yeah, the, the soundtrack, There there's a segment when he's, when the shit, like, hits the fan, and he's trying to make that drug deal while also trying to get dinner made. Oh, Jumping to the I, Fire I, by Harry Nelson? Yeah, well, it, it all works around that. And then and Memo then, to Turner by the um, Rolling Stones. Uh, yeah, and uh, Monkey Man's in there. Magic Boss, um, I think's in there. The Monkey Man, Rolling Stones. And then, uh, uh, yeah, Monkey Man's actually in there twice, I believe. What, um, what is Life is in there. Uh, Manish Boy, he he cuts like a thousand songs. It's it's relentless the yeah. cutting. Like no one edits like that. Right. And like if if you made that as a student film, you'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Well, if you want to get your mag transferred, they'd be like, no. Because <laughs> no. you'd have to take like a CD or a tape in to get like printed to mag to cut onto the film. So you want to, <laughs> I, like, if you, if, if, when I was in film school, if, if you took the Requiem for a Dream soundtrack to get transferred to mag, they'd just throw you out. They wouldn't even deal with you. <laughs> How many kids were trying to cut something to Requiem for a Dream? I at least, I at least was one of the only ones you took the Dust Brothers Fight Club soundtrack in for mine. Like, all right, we'll deal with this. <laughs> you get a transfer bag um, to do your cut. Yeah, it, it's just it's a work of art. Like, and everyone like, and it doesn't like the characters. It's you're not you're sympathetic to start, and then you start I they start to lose you. My favorite part of the movie is the beginning when he's a kid and he's he's like since i was a kid i always wanted to be a wise guy like that whole like stuff as henry as a kid mm-hmm. i i fucking yeah, the, love the, that part oh it's great but for me it's like the the use of voiceover yeah yeah it's great it's fucking it's so Martin well Scorsese, done throughout yeah. whereas any other movie it would feel like it's being forced well no it's it's exposition it's like nicholas Pelleggi wrote that that book it's almost like a comic book and that's yeah. the exposition, like that's that's the vo- the Batman voice, like that's why I think more comic book movies should have used voiceover. But you know, one day Scorsese Scorsese almost did the Joker, like that was part he was producing and he dropped yeah. out. Great movie nonetheless, but that would have been cool to see. Um, yeah, and then, and you know me, I love my tracking shots. No, yeah, and, the, the like, best oneer in the history of oneers. Yeah, uh, it, it's just the whole going through the back of the restaurant in into the uh, in just, the restaurant. It's just it's easier just... this way. You yeah. two, every time, every time you two. Best. Uh, I think they. I think they the said it took eight takes, which isn't that bad. No, and in my opinion. Uh, every oneer that's ever uh, uh, done in a feature film is is trying to emulate the oneer Scorsese pulled off in this feature. Yeah, uh, it's uh... no cuts, beautiful take. Pull the table out, and that's when um, the guy's doing the comedy bit, right? And that's what yeah. Saturday nights are for the girlfriends. 
Yeah, Saturday nights are <clears throat> for the girlfriends. I, I just, it, it, I, I love it. I watched it. I, you know, way uh, too many times to count. Um, it, it's just, it, it is the perfect movie, and I bounce back and forth. This is usually my favorite movie, and then depending on my mood, you know, I'm a Blade Runner guy, so it's between those two. And Aliens is always number three. I've, got, I've got for me, it's Ghostbusters and Goodfellas. Uh, is obviously on there, and um, The Departed is also really up there, and Shawshank Redemption is also really up there. It's tough to pick, but these are movies that I just can watch over and over and over, and The Dark Knight uh, is also up there. But as far as Scorsese movies, this, The Departed, and Casino... Uh, also, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is also up there. I love that movie so much. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a bad person to judge movies. I love so many. Like, I love... They're my favorite. Um, That's it. That's our 90s movie squeezer. Yeah. We're not even at 1 a.m. yet. It's, it's not your if, if you... Oh, sorry. Well, you're almost 12 hours away from buying your figures. I know. It's two hours and 20 minutes in. Uh, it's not your birthday anymore, but we started the, the show. We started the now, show with your birthday. Thanks. Now I'm in the, uh, now I'm in one of those who gives a fuck years. I've been in one of those years since I've been 20. I, you only give a shit for your birthday. Yeah. Once you turn 21, every year after that is a who gives a shit year. Well, I remember no, it was I was 19. And I remember I came downstairs. I woke up. I came downstairs, having a conversation with my mom, Pesci's getting a cup of coffee, and casino. And she's, you know, whatever, just shooting the shit. And I'm like, all right, I gotta get going. I gotta go to work. She's like, all right. She's like, oh hey, it's your birthday today, isn't it? I'm like, yeah. It's like, oh, okay, happy birthday. You were 19, and I was 19. I was 19 and my mom forgot my birthday and it Aww. I'll tell you what it's one of those things like if you um if you're a gamer and you're in one of those like like streaks like for me like Red Dead it was like every day you got to keep that streak going and it's like oh my god it's been fucking fucking where am I at now like uh 110 days straight like logging in completing an objective got to get that Keep that shit going. And then the one day you like you miss it. Something happens. And then next day after that, like it you feel so relieved. And there was something about it. I was nineteen. My mom forgot it was my birthday. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. This doesn't fucking matter. And nope. it felt great after that. Now after you build up to your twenty first birthday when you could legally drink. Uh, and then after that, uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, oh, I was what, drinking already. So, what do you prefer, Pesci, in between those two? I would say Goodfellas, oh. but I fucking love him in Casino too. I fucking love Casino. I, I I think he's he get he's given more in Casino. He is, he is, but he's so um, good. he's kind of because he, he. I just I think something the, about the scene when he's like, "I'm sorry, you got blood on your floor, Henry." After he fucking he, kills fucking. Oh. That yeah. What's his name? All right. I, yeah. Um, oh, and them just joking around at, at, at uh, dinner. Oh, hoof? the the hoof, the it's foot, like the, the, the foot, the 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 the. He looks, yeah, like, looks a like a guy we know. A guy we know. Yeah, yeah. He's looking one way. The dog's uh, looking the it's other. Great. It's a great pic. A but great painting. For me, at the same time, him laying in the cornfield watching Mickey. his brother get 
beaten to death. And then like getting buried alive in this tidy whitey. And being yeah. buried alive with him. It's just yeah, so it. fucking brutal. He's good as Nikki too when he's convincing Sharon Stone and and he's sleeping with him. And then he gets pissed at her. That's he's fucking those movies are both. Fantastic. Yeah, even though even though you're you're kinda of, in Goodfellas, you're almost irritated with him. Like, dude, just chill. Just chill. But in yeah. Casino, you want I want to hate him. Right. Um, you're fucking this up. And then, oh yeah, that that the ending that Layla montage of him just taking a bullet to the head, just fuck spoilers. Um, well, well, and then that 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 um, uh, what uh, uh, De Niro, what's his name? Um, I can't think of his name. He's so excited, and he keeps waiting for the call. Waiting for the call, and he gets. Oh yeah, when they're at the diner. When they're at the diner, and he's like, he's gone. He's like, I don't know, he's. When he walks in the room, he's like, oh, fuck. And uh, Billy Bats. Fuck. Billy Bats. Billy Bats. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, that's when he kills Billy Bats, and he's a made man. Mm-hmm. You're going to die after that. I love he. I love he. <laughs> and the, the voiceover is so great. It's like, there's nothing we can do. It's real greaseball right. shit. Yeah. Real greaseball shit. I, I think without the movie Heat, we would have never got The Dark Knight. I think it informs oh. The Dark Knight. I think, um, I love Heat. I would say Blade Runner informs Batman Begins, as Heat informs the Dark Knight. Hmm. And if you watch them the way I I, I say that, I think you'll get what I'm saying. I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I I love Heat though. Val oh, he's Kilmer. great. Joe Pesci, not Joe Pesci, uh, um, Tom Sizemore, Tom Sizemore, uh, no, what do you fucking, uh, De Niro, <laughs> no, not De Niro, uh, uh, oh, God, I get so bad at names as I get older, uh, fucking Scarface, Pacino, Pacino, yeah, Pacino, yeah, the other main guy in Heat. I mean, his face is on the poster. You're like Tom Sizemore. (laughs) (laughs) What? He's in it. (laughs) Right before he went to rehab for the 500th time and dated Hollywood's madam or married her. I love heat. Um, All right. I think that's. uh, I think that's hit squeeze, right? 90s movies. So many good movies. I think so. And we can't. It, this was, it was a hard one. It was it was hard to pick what we thought were our best. I mean, right? I changed. I made my picks based off of me Wikipediaing dams all night long. <laughs> I made my picks based on like what I was like. What ninety movies pop into my head, and, and Color of Night will always pop into my head for the reasons we all know. Uh, it was you know a Flintstones movie. Um, I don't know. I think all, all ten of our movies are are, are movies that clearly define the '90s. Yeah, if, if, I mean, and like I said, I rave about Goodfellas. If you got to go and you got to watch one movie on this list, oh yeah, watch go and Goodfellas. see Sudden Death. <laughs> yeah, Sudden Death. I haven't seen it once yet. I might Brian, wait. Brian, <laughs> Brian's at back there quoting. He's loading it in right now. He's just Thanks. if he's even still with us. Thanks, Brian. Oh, yeah, Brian's man. there. He's, as soon he's as we're done stuff. talking, sudden death. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Thank you for staying up with us. Thanks for joining us. 
Thank you for being awesome. We'll be back next week with our last July 90s episodes. We're finally talking 90s junk food. I could finally talk about that Crystal Pepsi video that the algorithm gave us. <laughs> um, we'll be live, too, because now live is apparently the rave squeezer, right? Everyone's doing it. It's the way to go. It's the way to go. I think so. I think it, feel, it feels right now. Yeah, uh, it's the it's the way to go. We've been live for five months now, so there's no reason for us to stop doing it now. We'll uh, be it live. Would, yeah, it, it would. It would, honestly, it would feel weird. It would really feel weird to just stop. Yeah, same rad time, same rad channel. Same relatively rad time. Same relatively rad time. Same relatively rad channel. Rad years podcast. I'm RK. Squeezer. Your sweet boy. Happy birthday, buddy. Uh, not anymore. No, it still, still counts. We'll be back next week with 90s Thanks. junk food. See you guys later. You guys later. are so nice. Have a, nice, have a good night. You guys are the best. Bye.